Two man show. <laughs> Needles, guns, and shock. Episode number seventy-eight. Oh, look at that! Your first try. Boom! That's how you do it, Jerry. In your face. <laughs> first try, dude. Seven eight. God damn, seventy-eight. Seventy-eight, dude. That means for seventy-eight weeks, oh, we haven't missed a show. There's been one best of show out of the whole run. Yeah, seventy-eight. That was times. when my father-in-law died. But that was. <clears throat> I don't know, 10 episodes in or something? Yeah, we come in no matter what, man. You just got to do it, man. 78, that's fucking crazy. 78, that's a lot, man. If you think about it, consecutive weeks, like not too many people go in uh, go in that consistent. It's dedication, man. They're not all good, but, nah, <laughs> but yeah. we don't miss. Oh, yeah, we're not saying 78 <laughs> good shows. We're just saying 78 Yeah, exactly. So Jerry had to work tonight. Eric's MIA. We haven't heard from him yet, so yeah. hopefully he's all right. The possibilities are endless with that one. <laughs> yeah. So basically, you got to show the two freaks. Yeah. Who knows what we're going to get We're going to talk tonight. about licking buttholes, dude, and uh, transgendered chicks. We're going to get, we're going to really dig inside of our heads. <laughs> yeah, we might as well go into a therapy session for tonight. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Because. <laughs> so I, how, how deep do you go into the, I know you like <clears throat> Bailey J, but do you know, like, in that whole scene, or do you like, scan, do you know anybody else other than Bailey J? No, just her. I, yeah, I, I don't too. know about that world. Yeah, me neither. It scares me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, That's it, a fucking rabbit me. hole that yeah. you don't want to get lost yeah, in, Yeah, right? it scares me. And even with Bailey J, I really don't try to look too much into it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I look at the lips. I appreciate the breasts. And I kind of... And the photos the always look good. They look great, man. She has so such nice cleavage. <laughs> but this is, the, this is the part that really gets me. What's that? She just really looks like someone that could needs love. Yeah. I want to be there for her. <laughs> I really do. I wonder how uh, her husband, like, have contemplates se- it. Have you seen him? No. He's kind of, like, dorky, dude. Oh, that's kind of what I would imagine. I thought it was, like, the stud. Oh, you got to be, like, I, a big alpha male? I thought he was, but I could picture her, like, in a little dork. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she's, she's more of, like, a, she's very alpha. 
Like she can go in a. I remember when I used to listen to Opie and Anthony, and that was a show that was scary for people to go on because they go hard, dude. You know, it's like coming in yeah, here, you yeah. know, as a guest. Yeah, like people yeah. Are yeah like, I mean, if you, if you come in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she would come right in, dude, and she could throw fire right back, and she held her place. And obviously, she is in a vulnerable position based on her yeah. lifestyle. But, uh, yeah, she would come in and throw heat, dude. It was crazy. So you, you look at her like she's the dominant one? Like yeah, she, I would think so. Damn. You think she drills her husband with a... I would imagine. I don't, under, under, I don't see how else it would go. <clears throat> Because I would think, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's a weird one. Yeah, like, do you think she, it's since such she a got the fuck. sex change, yeah. she just wants to take it like a woman? Or do you think she really gets like, let me give it to you now a little bit? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, that's I why know. we got to interview one, dude, because I don't know. To, we need to look into him, his yeah. lifestyle. I bet he likes to get it, dude. <sighs> right? See, how I think about like that, I think Jerry's like that, too. <laughs> what do you mean? Because he's so anti, don't play with my butt. I think someone's playing with his butt. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. But I know his wife, and I don't think that that, she I don't, don't think she would get down like that. Yeah, she don't play with But I, I bet if Jerry found like a mohawk tattooed side of the head bitch, <laughs> oh, he'd give up the booty, dude. Punk rocker girl. Yeah, he would. Because yeah. you know Jerry, he's down for, Jerry plays the conservative card, but I think that's just because he's staying in his lane. Mm-hmm. But I think Jerry's a savage, dude. I think if it just depends on his surroundings. Yeah. You saw him at the run last week. Dude, monster, dude. Just a beast. Like when he, he puts has his that shut up. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he has that like animalistic thing in him where he's just like, My body can't run for three miles, but I'm just my mind is just gonna tell it to. That's and, how I feel like he does. If, if, he, if it clicks, he goes, I'm going to do it. Yeah. He don't think about anything else. Yeah. It could hurt, shut down, yeah. it just keeps going. Yeah. And we saw him. His body shut down. After, did. after we got done with that run, he literally ended up in a hoodie. Bro- broke out in the flu. It looked like his beard Dude. came in an inch. In the meantime, <laughs> his voice was hoarse, and he's been and he was sick for like two or three days after that run. But he, was, he got it. He got the shit done. Damn, his voice changed and everything. Yeah, by the end yeah. Of the he day. sounded like, like he sounded more manly. Damn, and uh, that is true. So I think um, if he, you know how he always talks about the mohawk bitch with the tattoos on the side of her yeah, head. Yeah, the, I think if he found a chick like that that was into pegging and stuff, he'd do it. And not only would he do it, he would make it like cool. Yeah, he'd come in and just be like, "Hey, if, if you if you ain't down like that, then you're a bitch." He'd he, make me start looking yeah, for a mohawk bitch. Yeah. I'm like, "Damn, I want a mohawk bitch too." Yeah, <laughs> he would figure out a way to make it cool somehow. That little bastard. Yeah, <laughs> he's a low key savage, dude. He, is. he really is. After that, that run, really surprised me, dude. After, I know it's not a big deal. That was crazy, dude. But he did good, man. To see him just truck away, knowing that he didn't train at all, God. that takes some mental force. And I'm sure, like. TJ and Alex are listening like, yeah, right, it's three miles. Get over it. But yeah. if you know Jerry's lifestyle, yeah, three it's miles like a marathon. Is, dude. And didn't he take a couple shots of scotch or something? <laughs> that's like, what he had said, dude. <laughs> he changed it later in the day, but I think that's because Amy was here. Oh He's like, God. no, I said last night. Yeah. But I think he drank a cup of I scotch that morning. smart water. <laughs> How come you didn't go to the run? I didn't even uh, ask you. It sh- terrifies me. I don't want to run. I don't want you guys trying to talk me into running. I'm very vulnerable <laughs> right now. There's a lot of, you know what I mean? Oh, that's funny. Plus, that whole weight loss challenge, dude, got me so emotional. Oh, yeah, I was that just day. up and down. I was so tired, uh, dude. I was so tired last night. Our, our show dude, was like, everyone was so tired. I've been eating all week. I haven't stopped eating. Yeah. I just can't fucking get over it, Yeah, but what was what? what did Ben say the next day in the text? 
What he said dude? he had gained like eight pounds. Oh, yeah. He went through like everything he had eaten. Dude. That dude tore it down. Dude, he did good. He said I gained eight pounds in one day. <laughs> yeah, I probably did too, man. I, I'd never get on a scale, but. There was some good food, dude. It was great. I, oh, oh, my God. That's what I've been on. I've been on a jalapeno wrapped bacon every night. I've had that for dinner. Oh, you I get these creation? big old fat jalapenos at Stater Brothers. Yeah. I mean, they're, they look like bell peppers. So or how do you make those things? You hollow it out? Yeah. Well, the first time I did it, I didn't, I didn't know. I oh, thought you, you just kept sliced the seeds them over. <laughs> I stuffed chicken in there, wrapped them, cooked them, and they burned me up. Oh, so you put raw chicken in it? No, you cook the chicken first. I, oh. I, I'm a, I, yeah. That sounds like something my dumbass would do. Stick some raw I chicken in there. I thought Steezy had it. Had raw chicken in his. Dude, I'm so paranoid with chicken. Me too, man. I cooked it. That's, and why, then I was, I that's why I was sketched out about eating them, because no. I'm like, that was yeah. raw, dude. I didn't know. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I cooked my chicken. Then before I stuff it in there, I zap them in the microwave just in case <laughs> yeah. get the inside. I'm man. the same way, dude. That shit scares I, when me, When people dude. are like, oh, the chicken's juicy. I'm like, uh, no, I want it dry. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want I that shit like, like beef shit. jerky, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I want sawdust when I'm eating it. I exactly. need to drink water with my chicken. Yeah, I don't want I don't want any juicy or pink Dude, or anything. Especially when you're gonna put barbecue sauce on something and cook it. You can't even tell what color yes, it is after that. That's a you good lost point. all track. You're done. Yeah. So I had to make sure I nuked it. Yeah, yeah so you it was like pieces it. of wood. I was sticking in the in the. They weren't that good, probably. So Steezy but. showed up with jalapenos. You hollow them out. You stuff them with chicken and what else? Dude, you hollow them out. Cook the chicken. Stuff them with chicken. And basically, all I did, I bought some. Hickory freaking um, I bought some hickory, some good bacon, not the pack. Yeah, I bought it from like the butcher. Like, yeah. give me that bacon's not even in a that pack thick yet. Thick shit. Yeah, give me a pound of that. Yeah, just wrap it, stick a toothpick in it, so it just holds it. Cause I stuffed it with chicken, so I stuck a toothpick in there. Yeah, baked it for twenty five for like thirty minutes, dude. Cooked and then that barbecue bacon. sauce it. Oh, a barbecue sauce. Right, put them in there, and I didn't do them on the grill. I baked them in the oven. Yeah, I've been eating them every night. I get ten. And I, I like I got five left at home right now. I cooked ten before I came here. Eight yeah. five. I got five more left. I'm gonna eat them right now. <laughs> oh, it's just bomb, dude. Dude, that everybody brought a bomb ass dish. Yeah. But you know what I do? I get hooked on something and I eat it, eat it till I hate it. So I hate it. My uncle does that. That's my goal. I want to never look at a jalapeno <laughs> again, but I'm gonna keep eating them until that happens. So do you still look forward? You can't wait to go home to eat them? Right now I'm just thinking about it. You wish you had a platter. Grave. I hope my aunt don't mess with them, dude. I'm like, she better not touch By them, the way, your aunt is hilarious. Oh, on the did video you see that? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Mako, crazy. She sounds like Angela Johnson's comedy, dude. Dude, I'm telling you, man. That's my whole family right there. They all talk like how do you understand them? I don't. You don't? Did you see my mom talking to me, yeah. cutting my hair? Dude. <laughs> I was at, she, she just laughs at you? She just laughs at me. Yeah. I can say the most weirdest <laughs> shit. She goes, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I go to the, she, she's the manager of Supercuts, right? So she's working with those ladies for like. You know that? That's what my mom does too, right? Nah. Yeah, my mom's managed Supercuts in Redlands for fucking ever. Dude. Oh, damn. My mom works at the Tyler Mall right now. I mean, the uh, Marina Valley Mall. No shit. But she, before that, she retired from Kmart. Oh, okay. So, anyways, check this out. Those ladies work with her every day. Yeah. Every day, right? That's my mom, right? I'm freaking... So, I go in to get a haircut. She's trimming me up. Yeah. And she's like, Michael, today you come over and eat some rice and shrimp. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, rice and shrimp. Come on. Mom, okay, I got rice, but what'd you say after that? She goes, shrimp. I go, Mom. What did you say? She three, forgot the eye. Dude, three ladies turn around. Shrimp, motherfucker. She said shrimp. I was like, damn, I don't know you guys with her every day. They translate her? Dude, they translate. They're just, oh my, I started laughing, dude. She said shrimp. You don't understand your mom? I go, I don't. I'm sorry, man. Did you watch Super Bowl last night? 
Didn't you know what? I didn't even watch it at all. Didn't even turn on TV. Nothing. You dude. didn't watch Brady choke it, huh? No. It was I'm weird. Glad it was actually weird to see because, like, I I've been out of the out of it. I used to be a super duper NFL fan. Me too. Paint my face, Kansas City Chiefs fan, dude. And uh, like, I don't know, five six years ago, I just stopped paying attention to it. And I've never seen a Super Bowl quarterback that just looks so like lackadaisical, like eh, whatever. Yeah, is that just, how he always is? It's like no stress. He's always like that, Brady. He just, just looks like, like he climbed out of bed. He's not like intense. He's not dude, like into it. And it's just how he is, man. He's always he, been like that. Yeah, when he fumbled on that second to last drive, he was just like, eh, you know, whatever. He's like, we'll come out of it. I think he really thought he was going to, like, we'll pull it out. Yeah, yeah. It I was almost like keeps, that. Yeah. I wonder if that's how he keeps his calm. Probably, man. But see, I used to be a big Super Bowl, I mean, a football guy too. Yeah. I lived in Vegas for eight years. Before that, I was always a football fan. Yeah. Then I lived in Vegas for eight years. I was not bad, but I was betting. It was, football was my life. Yeah. Like, I read it, studied it. Me too, Every man. Sunday, Monday night, couldn't wait. I'd do my parlays. It, it becomes like your whole lifestyle. It was my whole lifestyle. And yeah. then I had a buddy who did college football. So he'd give me the college tips. I'd run him the NFL stuff, right? Yeah. And then when I moved from Vegas... I probably did it for one more year. I even ran my own cards out here. Like, I would do little football pools yeah. for a year. And then the next year, just like cold turkey, I was burned out. I was Me like, I'm too, done. man. I just, and I don't even watch a game now. I watch dude. it. I was watching a little bit of it last. I ended up playing with the kids for most of the night, but my brother's into it and a few other people were there that were into it. And it's just so funny when you're on the outside looking in on it now. Dude, yeah. And you're like, they're so intense. And it's like, after tonight, it just starts all over again. Yeah. It's not even, like, special. You know what I mean? No. Like, if you win a UFC championship, it fucking means something. The Super Bowl, they're like, okay, cool. And then next year, at this time, we'll go, who won last year? Yeah. You'll be like, oh, I don't remember. Game one starts and all that. And it's just like, the slate is wiped clean and it's over. But the the intensity in which everybody, every time a play or a drop pass, they look like their mom died. You know, I'm like, this is so funny. Minnesota's my team, and all year, I'll just watch how they do. Yeah. Okay, they won that one, but... For me to actually sit down and watch a football game on Sunday, I got yeah. too much other shit to do. Yeah, man. it's, it's such I mean? a freaking time killer. I'm like, two hours watch this shit? How I many got... friends do you have, dude, that their whole Sunday, Monday? Dude, everyone. I don't see nobody. They don't do anything. I'm just all lonely by myself on yeah, Sunday, yeah. not knowing shit. And you catch them on Facebook and their families. It's kind of, I get kind of jealous because I'm like, damn, their whole family's got jerseys on. I know. I know. <laughs> they look like they enjoy it so much. The kids have the baby jersey. <laughs> uh, so I think, yeah. I but think... their whole life is around it. It's just insane, dude. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel so bad. I go, yeah, I watched it. I watched the game, but I didn't. Yeah, you just got yeah. the sports center. Yeah, I don't watch none. I, I don't. I'm not, I'm not football. Baseball, I got to be there. I can't. I will not oh, watch God. baseball. I want to so be boring, at boring, dude. Dude, I think nothing. it was. I think it was right when I got into MMA real bad. Yeah, it changed all other sports for me. Because mm-hmm. like when you see a big fight, like when you watch like a Conor McGregor fight. Oh, dude. And the stakes are so high, and it's like. A game of just ah, oh, just dude, everything just, that every athlete wants to be is a, the badass, right? It is. That's it. Dude. And once you get into MMA real bad, a football game seems so insignificant. You're just like, who cares? It's a ball. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's just I don't know. Fighting I, I for your really life in a cage it. is just so much more intense, dude. And seeing people like rise to the occasion or fail, you know yeah. what I mean? You're like, God, there's so much more on the line, that's and you're in there is. by yourself. There's no team to lean on or blame shit on. Yeah, I can bet if you ask a bunch of UFC guys if they even watch sports, they're probably like, no, nah, not really. Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah. And then MMA is all year round, dude, so you got to be involved. Yeah. You're like, constant, what's next? What's next? Yeah, what's like next? a big fight yeah. card. 
to me, yeah. there's nothing more exciting. Oh, no. There's nothing, man. And then going to it is even more exciting. Dude, those were the best. You've been to some big fights, Dude, haven't you? Dude, when I lived in Vegas, man, I'd get hooked up because I worked for Coca-Cola for yeah. 14 years, and I'd know salesmen. I would get front seats right against the ring, dude. That's Just crazy. all day So you were cage-side seats? And back then, that was back then when, like, Tito and, you know, were Chuck. fighting and Chuck and... Uh, oh, that was the so, golden age. And those seats back then were $300, and those were right up front. Now they're probably... And that was in the now 90s. Now they're like five grand. Now they're probably bank. Yeah. I was yeah. sitting on the floor, and I'd go to the different snack bar and see all the famous people. I'd yeah. standing right next to them, and it was just like... What was the biggest card that you can remember that you went to? Dude, man. Dude, Couture was always my favorite. Yeah. Frank Mir, Shamrock. Fight. I, I remember Shamrock need... Uh, Damn, what's homeboy? Chemo. Yeah. I was there on that one, dude. Damn. I mean, I even, one of the UFC videos, you could see me fucking No way. Yeah. I forget what, which UFC it was, but I'm right there in the aisle when Tito was running out. I was like, yeah. That's you know, awesome, I used man. to be all hardcore like yeah. there, but this, I, I want to go back and go to one, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to so, go. So how long has it been since you've been to one? Fuck, since Vegas, dude. Oh, so yeah. you haven't been to like a modern day UFC event? No, I haven't been to any, dude. I just rent them. I just watch them. So I, it's probably been like eight, nine years, dude, for actually physically oh, been to one, shit. dude. You would now, lose I've, your I've mind. gone to a couple King of the Cages. Yeah, but those are yeah. You know, but a but UFC you haven't been to one? like a, a new no, one. I haven't God. seen none of these guys in person, dude. I've I've I'm trying to think. I went to see I went to see Fedor versus Arlovsky. That was in Affliction. I saw Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez for the title. I saw Conor McGregor, uh, Chad Mendez. I saw Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz, John Jones, DC last Damn, year. See, I haven't seen none of those. Like big dude. ones. Any Damn. any fight at the Pond of Anaheim Damn. is the is the I'm ticket. Like, we gotta go. Um, I remember living in Vegas. Remember when Frank Mir was going through all that stuff with UFC and he, he yeah. broke his leg? Or yeah, something? on the motorcycle. Well, he yeah, when he had that crash. Guess yeah. where he was working. Where? Spearmint Rhino in Vegas, dude. He's a bouncer. I would go up there on the weekends, go talk to him for like two, three hours, dude. While he was still... While he was oh working at Spearmint Rhino, God. dude. So he was actually being a bouncer? He was just a bouncer chilling in a suit, and he, I'd go there, and he'd just give me the scoop on Dana White, and he's just... He's real cool, laid-back dude. Uh, yeah. Frank Mir. Yeah. But you could... Approachable. But he was one of my favorite guys, too. Yeah. Always. So he worked there, dude, and I'd go there and bullshit with him. I'd, then my friends would come down visit, and I'd be like... Hey, you want to go see Frank Mir? I'm like, eh. I go, he's at a strip club. <laughs> we go to the strip club. That's crazy. Just be bouncing there. Yeah. Wow. It was cool. Was he's he just, like embarrassed? No, nah, dude. He's just like, he's getting he, getting his money, dude. You know what I mean? Wow. That's just crazy. just being in a suit chilling. We talk about UFC. Just everything, dude. Did you hear about the story that came out last year about the stripper from Spearmint? No. There was a story in Vegas that came out. They didn't drop the guy's name, but they said a stripper in Vegas was being arrested on extortion charges for extorting... I heard something about that. What, and that was... It wasn't Dana White. Oh, yeah, we had talked about it then, right? No, I, oh, I, you, I heard you that heard on it my separately. Own. Okay, so basically this chick was... It said a leading a CEO of a leading MMA organization in Vegas, yeah. which is the UFC. So it's either Dana yeah. White, Lorenzo, yeah. or Lorenzo Fertitta. I thought, so it, was I thought Lorenzo it was guy. I thought it was Dana the whole time. Okay. So apparently this chick was like his side piece. He would go into the club... Kick mm-hmm. her down 10 G's or whatever. They hooked up. He would fly her to events when yeah. he was out of the country. I was thinking it was Lorenzo, dude. Yeah. So she secretly filmed them one time having sex. And then her boyfriend sent it to the guy and said, hey, I want 100 grand or I'm going to release this shit public. 
And so whoever it was said, come to the, come to the UFC offices and I'll give you the hundred grand, but I want your, I want your phones and your computers too. Well, they had a fed sting. The feds arrested him. So I thought it was Dana. I even went on Twitter, dude, and backlogged. To see where, because they had the date oh, on when she was out of the country. So you're trying to see where this dude So I was like, at? what UFC event was that date? And it was down in Brazil. And then I, I looked at the Dana's Twitter, and it was Dana, Lorenzo, and a couple chicks in the pool Damn, in the background. You, you're always getting investigating <laughs> shit, dude. Well, then I tattooed a guy who is married to a Vegas stripper that works at Spearmint, and they were in here, and I was like, hey, you heard about it? She's like, oh, yeah, it was Lorenzo. And I was like, like, oh, damn. Damn. Because Lorenzo's like the, he, he, I mean, obviously. He's not married, right? Yeah, yeah, he is. Oh, that's right. He owns, he owns uh, the Hard Rock, not the Hard Rock. He owns um, Palms. Oh, he's, he's. He turned it to Red Rock or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He owns a bunch of casinos. Yeah. He's the one that just sold the UFC for 4.2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. billion. Yeah, Yeah, he was the brothers then. Yeah. That owned all that stuff. So and, and Dana White's like always been real good friends with them. They're yeah. like best friends growing up. Yeah, yeah. So the big thing that was going on with that story is everyone in Vegas was super pissed because they didn't release the names because they said whoever it is has too much influence in Vegas and they shouldn't preserve his name. But then his attorney was like, "Nah, this fool's a sex victim, just like a chick would be. Uh-huh. He's a victim of yeah. of extortion. Why uh-huh. you, why would we release his name?" So, dude, man, but that crazy. influence out there, dude, those dudes are heavy, heavy hitters. Man. Yeah, is Dana's not married, right? Yeah, he is. He is too? married with three kids. I yeah. never hear about none of that. Damn, they dude. mafia it, dude. Oh. I think that they must have, like, I'm sure that they have an understanding with their ladies, dude. Damn. You know what I mean? They're, they're pimping, huh? When you're when you're a billionaire or a uh, hundred millionaire, look, and you're you out, pretty much do what you want. You can't screw anyone else, but you. you I, I bet they have like stupid ass rules. Like, oh. if you're out of the country, it's okay, well, but don't bring it rule? home. What would your rule be? If you just had money, crazy, and you had some, you're single, but you're, or oh, if you're married, single. No, let's say you get married out there, you live that lifestyle, you find somebody, you marry them. Would you have rules? If certain I, rules? Yeah, for sure. If I was that kind of wealth, uh, yeah, you would have to, especially because uh, you are, you got hundreds of millions of dollars, and like if you had Dana White's schedule, mm-hmm. dude, you're a guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, you're in every. You're on every continent, every other week. You're on a private jet. You got shit thrown at you every oh, which yeah. way. Uh, I would think that you just... You have to have a prenup, man. Like, oh, fuck yeah. Out to do but you have to have an understanding, too. Like, yeah. check it out. Like, you this can't is be just physicality. It's not love or anything like that. It's just, you know. I think they'd know with me. It's love, motherfucker. <laughs> it is love. It's not love. You little bitch. It's love, Mike. <laughs> fuck. I'm so yeah, gay. Yeah, man. I don't know. What would your rule be? Dude, I don't, honestly, it's so I'm like, I don't think I can. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd be like, you, you would can't just be single. Fucking, yeah, I would just be single, dude. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, why even fuck around? Yeah, dude? exactly. I don't single. know, but I think that some of those women are like, hey, they, they understand. They yeah, see that they're like, you want this lifestyle? You want to do yeah. it? Pretty much do what you want, dude. This is yeah, what comes she, with it. I would imagine that's how Dana's wife is because he's never fucking home, dude. Uh, so if they had like an understanding, like, hey, know. don't embarrass me. I'm not going to embarrass you. Uh. We keep the family together. It's got to be something Especially like that. Especially if they met them in that lifestyle. They didn't, though. Oh, shit. She was ride or die before. Damn. But uh. Dana's had so many rumored things oh, going yeah, that they have to have an understanding. And I'm sure when you got hundreds of millions of dollars, it, it pads the load a little bit where you're like, eh, yeah. Uh. yeah. And who knows, when you get that kind of level of fame and notoriety and money... You'd probably put up with shit that you didn't think you would. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I'm surprised that when they sold the UFC, that Dana is actually still running, doing shit. Like, I thought they would just kind of get him out. Kind of. I think they're going to slowly work him out. Uh, they didn't want it. I bet you it was more the non-compete than 
than to keep him on. Do you think he has his own shares in the company? Though, he does. Too, he that does. He can hold on to it. Keeps them there. They had a. They had. He owned ten percent, and then Abu Dhabi, like eight years ago, bought a ten percent st- uh, stake. Uh-huh. So he had to give one of one percent up, and then the Fertitas gave nine. So when they sold, he ended up with four hundred million or something God, like that. Damn. So they paid him out on the four hundred. And then they gave him 9% to stay. Shit. He's so... But Dana's so crucial, dude. They couldn't... And you, you've seen them pull him back. He doesn't do his media scrums anymore. That was the best part about the UFCs, dude. Yeah. Is after the event, you know, if, if Anderson Silva stunk the place up, he'd go to the fucking scrum and go, yeah, it was a bullshit fight. I fucking feel sorry for the fans. That was dog shit. Yeah, yeah. He and that was what made up. it so refreshing, you know? But they've definitely pulled him back. And I, I would imagine... I just see him phasing out, dude. Yeah. The way that they're running business now, you can tell that's not Dana the way Dana would do it. I've always thought, like, I mean, I know Dana knows his shit, I'm sure, but I always thought the way they promoted certain fighters sucked. Really? Like, oh, yeah, dude, like, they wouldn't mention certain people as much as they could, you know? Like, they were on Ronda Rousey. I mean, she was bomb, but yeah. they were, like, on her shit, and they would just, like, overshadow everyone else. Like, God, dude, promote other people, too, Yeah, dude. but I think... <sighs> I don't know. I, I kind of go back and forth with that one because you hear like Stipe Miocic, the heavyweight champion right. of the UFC. He bitches constantly. Oh, they don't promote me. They don't. And then you see him in an interview and they're like, hey, Stipe, what's going on? Not much. He's just like, How's your yeah, training camp? You know, that is true. Oh, it's good. Whatever my wife says. Yeah. Whereas you go, see a guy like Conor McGregor again and he fucking takes a question and turns it into a 30-minute diatribe that's you're hilarious right, and right. entertaining. And that's the way it kind of had that, to be to save the UFC. And you kinda. put your money behind who people are interested in, and if you're not willing to be interesting or have some shit to say and you just go, oh, best training camp of my life, why are you going to put... <laughs> yeah. they, they're trying to... Whatever money they put into a fighter, it's not for generosity. They want a return on it. Right. And I yeah. bet you like guys like Connor or Ronda have a 10-to-1 return rate on what they put into them. You know yeah, what I that's mean? That's very true, man. Very so true. So I think that that's... That's what it goes. It does suck when you see like the old, you know, blue collar type fighters like John Fitch and shit. But oh yeah, they yeah. sleep people out of the building, dude. And it's a business. No, know? I have to admit, yeah. When you get someone like Connor coming in there, that talk shit talk, get you pumped up, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, and that's him. that's it's the funny, fight game. Entertaining, and they, they kind of got that wrestling shit going on, you know. Yeah, like, finally, especially when they don't have to try. Like Dude. McGregor just has that whatever that it thing is uh, where everything he says is funny or interesting or you're like God damn this dude's fun to listen to. Dude, as uh, long as they don't take the MMA to doing that fake bullshit stories yeah. and scenes like WWE. I know, man. You're like what the Chell fuck? Sonnen was walking shit. that line for a while. <laughs> he was, dude. Yeah, I was like, yeah. they're going there. Yeah, they're going <laughs> yeah, there. Exactly, man. So but, you well, you had just heard about the Paris family, dude. I I was like I don't watch too much TV, but then I turned it on when. And I looked, it's like, you know, my next door neighbor's city of Paris is like, the family, what, they have like so basically seven what, and eight kids or some shit? It was me? like a nationwide story. Yeah. So I think they had like 16 kids. Damn, one was 29, yeah. and he still couldn't open his mouth and, and get away. And all these kids were being tied up and abused and starved. I'm sure everyone that listens has heard of the story, Yeah. but it's pretty close to where we're at. Dude. How close is it to you? It's pretty, what, Dude, 20 minutes? 15 I can go down Paris Boulevard and be there in 15 minutes, man. Yeah, so <laughs> the dude with the fucking Beatles bowl cut was the oh, dad. Oh, dude. But the no. trippy part about it is I haven't really like dove into the story. But like the Disneyland pictures or like the Christmas photos. Dude, they would take them out once a year and do this whole family perfect thing. And all of them had matching shirts. Dude. And and you're like, 
if any, if I would think that that was the creepiest shit I've ever seen. If I saw like a family of seventeen yes. with all mad, and it was like thing one, thing two, thing three, all the way up to however many. Yeah, that'd be pretty. Yeah, the youngest one, then you got the twenty-nine-year-old one, yeah. the same shit. That'd yeah. be freaky too, man. And uh, yeah, exactly. But, but then you're like, they were tied to their beds, they were starved. The motherfucker's twenty-nine. There was dudes in their twenties. What kind of? I mean, I know we, we will never understand it. Yeah. But what kind of mind fucked? Stockholm you have to go syndrome, through to be bro. 29 yeah. and just think in my head, like, fuck this. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I remember walking home from school. I wasn't told straight. I wasn't told none of that shit. Yeah. I remember being in sixth grade in Colton walking home, seeing a van do a U-turn. Oh, I'm right. And I just knew. I told everybody, hey, man, see that fucking van? Me it's too. Fucking, if he even tries to pull over the curb, run like hell. Yeah. And we did. Yeah. That was just nature. So did we, dude. But why don't. People have that sometimes, dude. Uh, I don't know. I think it's different when it's your parents, though, right? Oh, that's... Because yeah, uh. that, if, if, if you think about it, if it's been like that their whole life, they don't know any different. They didn't go to school. From what I hear, they didn't even go to yeah. school. So, like, their whole world has been that. So maybe that's just what they thought life was. I don't know, man. When I was, like, fucking four years old, taking a bath, and I remember one day my parents were like, Telling my brother again there I stood up I was like uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> Like I knew that shit wasn't cool I started crying I was like no I would not take a bath With my brother like, Oh I took a I bath go, With my brother This ain't gonna happen I was like this shit ain't gonna happen I was weird like that I didn't share straws Oh really <laughs> Oh, dude, You my had dad your get, quirks there We had one large ass thing dude And f- fucking one straw I'm like Four straws in there That still wasn't cool I was like nope I was all No because all you guys Are spinner going back in the cup I was a little bitch dude Like everything fucked with me dude You were already OCD But I already had that shit Going on like That ain't cool man but That's hilarious. You man. trip, but when you see that, it's like, dude, they would they would get gifts from family friends for Christmas, and they weren't allowed to open them. Like they'd see the toy in the package, like they'd give it to them, but they knew they couldn't open them. And then when everybody bounced, they take them away and just put them up. They didn't what get about, shit. What about when they would? They said that they'd bake apple pies in the house and leave and, them on the counter. Yeah, so and they then, could smell them, dude, and what? then just not eat them. I they guess wouldn't. that's just how you fucking. They just embedded that torturous shit. I don't know, man. It was, and then you see them and you're like, there are certain individuals in this world that you just know. Those are some creepy bastards. And you know what else they had? They had Jerry's mom van. Oh my God. Did you see the van in the front of the driveway? It was Jerry's van, dude. (laughs) Fucking Jerry's leaving the house. But you look at Jerry and you're like, no, he looks like a savage, but he looks like a normal human being. That mom and dad look like they're hiding bodies, dude. And no one ever reports it for 29 years. No one. No one said shit. shit. And then I wonder about like the Disneyland thing. Like, what is that? Is that like to cover their tracks? Or was he like all creepy? Like, just okay, to have those, time to have family the, time. More, more mind fucks. I mean. Yeah. And then you know what's weird? They said that the kids that did go to school, the mom would sit outside of the classroom, just in a chair outside. And when they'd be done with the class, take them home. What? Like, how they even allow that? I thought they that, didn't even dude. go to school. Holy shit. Yeah. It's just weird shit, dude. Like, I, I just trip out, man. Like, Yeah. I, I don't understand how nobody... Even, if that's my neighbor, I'm calling on him, dude. Yeah. Or I'm going to go check it out, I would think. Yeah. Just like, the creepiness. Look at this fool, dude. Hold on. I got to... I gotta. He looks like that dude that... What's that bowling movie? That, that's him, <laughs> yeah, dude. I forgot the name. I know what yeah. you're talking about, though. <laughs> he was uh, a good bowler, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Another dude had, like, that wood hand. <laughs> <laughs> look at these creepy bastards dude, all in flat. And the kids even look a little creepy. And they all have his haircut. Dude, they would renew their vows and go to Vegas to the, the little white wedding chapel where Elvis got married. What? And the Elvis dude, they interviewed him finally. Go, you know what? They were I, they just felt creepy to me every year. Look at them, dude. 
They got the creepy look eyes. Look at that. Look at that, dude. She's got the creepy pill pill housewife eyes. Like she's on pills, but she's, everything's gonna be okay. Dude, that's just <laughs> like she's just been telling herself for so many years, like this guy, everything. I guess okay. he I guess he married her when she was like sixteen, dude. Oh man. Yeah. So she's under his control too. Under his control too, man. I hate the matching clothes. I that's hate disgusting. matching clothes with families. It's not right, huh? No, there's something weird about it. Dude. What do you feel about just couples? That I try uh, to wear the same shit. It's man. the worst, it's isn't it? Gay. Yeah, don't you just like, get douche chills? Yeah, I'm like, are you guys been together for a couple weeks or a couple <laughs> years? What's going on here, dude? Because either way, it's not right. Yeah, and it's always like a. I guess you could get away with it on a Christmas card because I see some pretty cool motherfuckers yeah. that go through that. But you know, it's look not. at there's Jerry's van. <laughs> Damn, dude, look at the house, dude. A nice little pad. How do you have what the that f- many oh, people? Dude up in made there? like 140 grand a year. Oh yeah, so yeah, he did all right. Yeah, yeah. He was like a. Uh, Mechanical engineer or some shit like that. An oh, engineer, man. but I want to know the psyche. I want to interview that guy. Fuck. And go, dude, what the fuck, fuck. is up with you? What was the goal? Yeah. Like, what was the goal, dude? Why would you bake a pie? Like, what was the torment about? Like, did you get off on it? Like to watch the kids want that pie, dude. Yeah. And those are your kids, dude. Like, what is your deal? That's fucked up. Oh, it just creeps me out, man, that somebody gets off on their on other people's like torment. Neighbors did look. They live in a regular neighborhood. Dude. Regular like, ass neighborhood. People don't see that shit. Yeah, but that lady has creepy eyes, dude. They're all messed up, man. I, I guess they, they said like majority of them were girls, but they said a couple. There was one that was fine, not malnutrition. Everything they took care of her. The baby. Yeah, there yeah. Was, she was like the baby. And they yeah. just she was hooked up, but everyone else <laughs> oh, got fucked, that's dude. And then the seventeen-year-old. So just, maybe they were treating her like she's the apple pie. Like here, motherfucker, <laughs> she's the human yeah. apple pie. Like this is what. Look the at goal we're is. petting her. She gets to Damn, eat. They're dude. watching her eat applesauce. They're this probably, little baby. Oh my god! They probably fed her apple pie. <laughs> she got to open all the toys. Yeah, I wonder if they've played those games against each other. You know That's what I mean? Scary shit. Yeah. Dude. I I just I'm just saying for me. Nah, you're not gonna. That shit ain't gonna happen to you. Yeah. Gonna fuck. Oh, I just dude. know shit ain't cool, dude. And I want to know. I wonder what made the seventeen-year-old finally break for it. Yeah, well, he planned it for three years. Oh, it was the boy? Yeah, it was a, it was, oh, no, a girl. He was a girl, right? She planned it for three years, dude, just trying to fucking figure out how she's gonna do it. And then another girl was with her, the one of her younger sisters. And she got and she scared. got scared, turned back around. That seventeen was like, hell no, I'm fucking out. I'm gonna do this shit. Damn. But made it out. Think about just, the bravery, dude. They said they lived in Arizona too, right? Yeah. They left them in the house unattended, and they would just take off for, like, weeks. Weeks, dude. And they didn't bounce, dude. Tell me that shit ain't weird. It's Stockholm Syndrome, man. That's it's, what it is. That's what just they, fear that's what, what the hell's out there, huh? And you just, they say, like, with um, kidnapping cases and stuff, they start to just... Depending on the fucking kidnapping. Yeah, they start sympathizing with them and becoming close to them, and it's just a way to cope with it. You know what I mean? Fuck, it's kind of how, like, I think... I, I don't know if this is what it is, but I would imagine like you get like this good old boy kid here, signs in the military, and just can go over there and become a savage killer. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then he comes back and he's kind of like twisted because you have to cut certain things off when yeah. you're over there to be able to cope with it emotionally. I think it's the same kind of concept. It's just fucking trippy. I went on man. a serial killer uh, rabbit hole a couple weeks ago, dude, Did just you? watching like serial killer documentaries. <sighs> have you ever gone down that? No, I, 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 they're tempting. I see them and I'm like, don't yeah. do it, man. But in most cases, it's always like a creepy looking bottle cap, glass wearing, fat. That, and what is it? That truck no driver. one played with them when they're younger or what? Yeah, dude, I don't know. There, there's so many different 
ends of the spectrum, like as far as childhood goes, because they say like Jeffrey Dahmer was raised in like a very good house. And then when he was a kid, he started killing animals and skinning them. And he was obsessed with dissection. So like he would kill his dog and then dissect it and like to look at the inside. See, that's just nuts, dude. But he had a normal childhood. Yeah. So nothing happened. He wasn't sexually abused. Mm. Nothing. Didn't want to try to be a corner. Just wanted to go and do it himself. Yeah. Fuck that. So and then um, they all have a sexual thing, though. See? So like Dahmer was gay. Um, Oh, God. What's his name? Gacy. John Wayne Gacy was the one with that. They found 32 bodies under his house. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot about that one, dude. And his is a weird one, too. Like, he was raised by a real dominant dad back in a time where it wasn't cool to be gay. And I, he was gay. So he was gay, too, then. So he got caught um, molesting, like, an underage boy and went to prison. And his dad was so fucking disappointed. But he couldn't resist the urge because he couldn't come out and be openly gay because he thought his dad would hate him. <sighs> so he started going with younger boys. And then he would be so ashamed of himself after he had sex with him that he would kill him. Oh, my God. And he was a savage, dude. Like, but he, he was in, like, city council. He was, like, an upstanding member of society. Hell, he, was, like, the, he was the one that dressed up as a clown and did kids' birthday parties. That's, There's that's a crazy insane, story with dude. that one, right? So his last victim was kidnapped from a, like, CVS type of store. His, this kid's mom had taken him in for a job interview. She's like, I was, in the, I was in the store for maybe two minutes, and my son was gone. He was like 16, 17, something like that. Somebody had seen him get into uh, Gacy's car. But Gacy was like an upstanding member of society. So they're like, no way. And they're like, let's. So they put a surveillance team on him for 30 days. Well, it became so obvious that they were following him that he started like befriending them and going, hey, I know you guys are following me, man. But and he would bring them out plates of food. And ah, damn. And so the cops started to like him. They're like, dude, this guy isn't it. We're, dude. And then they just basically say, yeah, we got a couple more days, man. Sorry. And they're like, this guy's not a killer, man. He's awesome. Because sociopaths, like a psychiatrist will tell you, when you meet someone and you want them to move in with you because you like them so much, they're a sociopath. <laughs> like anyone that you meet right away that you just fucking love, it's probably not a good idea to, you know what I mean? Because they're, they're very charming, uh, manipulative. Anyway. Like me? <laughs> yeah, you're a sociopath. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, so on the final day of their surveillance of him, uh, Gacy knew. And so Gacy's like, dude, come on, come in for dinner, dude. Come on, it's your last night, guys. They were like buddies by this yeah. point. So the guys go into the house to have dinner. And it's either hot or cold. I can't remember what it was inside. So they turned on either the heater or the AC, and they got a smell of death. Oh, my God. Yeah, so they called dude. it in and said, hey, you need to send someone down here. We got, we got bodies somewhere. And they started digging up in the bottom, and they found 32 bodies, dude. Damn, that dude was probably so used. He didn't even... He was so, dude, like, fucking crazy, emotionless dude. and just... Yeah, and then, it, then the stories come out of how he was able to overpower these kids, and he had a magic trick because he was a clown. And he would, he would tell them, hey, let me do a magic trick on you. And they'd be like, oh, cool. And he was a charming, not nice guy. He'd put the handcuffs on him, and then he got him. Yeah, see? Once they're in cuffs, they're done. And you know what I mean? metric on you. Uh, nope. Yeah. Fuck, it's just fucking crazy. So then, but every, every one of them was, a, was different, but yeah. very... Uh, Dahmer had a few crazy stories, too, because you know how he had the crazy apartment? Yeah. And he had chopped up bodies in there and all kinds of crazy shit. There's a crazy story with his. Is he, he was gay, too. He, and, didn't he eat? Yeah, but he was trying to make, like, a sexual zombie. That was his goal, he said. 
because he wanted a, a man that he could have sex with that was just a zombie. Oh. So he would like dissect their brain while they were alive and try to get them to stay alive and then they would die. It was, it, he was the biggest creep of oh all. Oh my God. But dude. there was like this little Filipino kid like 16, 17 year old that he, so he would get them to the house, say he was a photographer and he would pay them for pictures. Uh-huh. He would slip something in their drink and they'd get all woozy and fucked up. And then he would do whatever he did, strangle them or whatever. Well, this Filipino kid got out butt naked. He came to, but he was all disoriented. He couldn't talk and he ran down the hallway and out into the street and Dahmer's chasing him and a cop pulls up. Oh, shit. And the kid runs to the cop and he's like, <laughs> but he can't get out what he wants to say. And they have, they have the radio traffic from the night that, that this kid happened. Dahmer walks up to the cop and he's like, it's my boyfriend, dude. We had too much to drink and we've been fighting. And he's like, well, get him inside, man. Don't bring this out here in the street. And oh, then he goes my to, back to his death. But they have the radio traffic, and the cops are like, "Oh, these fags! That's disgusting." Over, oh, and that those guys got in deep shit, and that, and then they ended up finding one of his skulls in the house. Oh my! Imagine being that kid. Yeah, because he's mentally you there. And, you know what you want to say, yeah. but you can't even get it and, out. And the cops drive off, and you're seeing this monster, dude. Oh God damn! You get my heart pounding, boy. <laughs> Hey, uh, fuck is crazy, Then dude. there's another one. Uh, the You're gr- scaring the shit out of me, honey. <laughs> <laughs> you know I got to go home after dude, this. Dude, I, I, I tattooed a guy for eight hours the other day. We just watched it. And it, you know when you get under YouTube, Lou? Uh. So it was like uh, Ted Bundy. And then Ted Bundy's would go for like an hour and a half. And then it would be Gacy for an hour and a half. I'm just going to let you know one Boom. thing. When I go to work in the morning, I walk to my work <laughs> truck from my car to my work. And it's pitch black in a field. So you're scaring the shit out of me for the moment. You don't really have anything to worry about with a serial killer, though. It's oh, usually God. women or young people. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> so I don't remember exactly how many people the Green River killer killed. Oh, the Green River. I, I watched something on that one. He, Tons too, right? Yeah. And he yeah. put a little mark on him or some shit like that. His he? was even more disgusting because he was like a necrophiliac too. Yeah. So he would kill him. And then I, I'm not positive if this was the same guy, but there was a guy that they were finding bodies. I think this was the Green River Killer. They were finding bodies in ritualistic positions, like laid out in like a ritualistic fashion with wine bottles around them, their arms crossed oh. out in the wild. And they were like, what the fuck? And they're just finding them like crazy. And uh, so after the bodies started piling up, they're like, we got nothing, man. So one of the, one of the um, investigators is like, well, Ted Bundy's locked up in Florida. He's a sociopath. He's a serial killer. Let's go give him the case information and find out. See, maybe, maybe he has, because Ted Bundy was one of the weird ones. So it was almost like the movie. What movie? Silence of the Lamb. Yeah, yes, yes, exactly. So... Ted Bundy was a weird one because you can watch his interviews and he's one of the most charming, likable guys you've ever seen, dude. Good looking. He didn't fit the serial killer yeah. profile at all. Like he didn't look like a creep. He was very well spoken, intelligent, what articulate. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he he was able to fucking go on a rampage. Anyway, they go down there and they give him the case file. He goes over it and he goes, What's the problem? And they're like, We don't know what the hell's going on. We're finding these bodies. We need it, we need we don't know what. We need to profile this guy. Uh. And he goes, all you got to do is put a surveillance crew on the next body. Don't release it to the media. He's coming back to the body. Holy shit. So, I, that's badass. So the, investiga- I mean, so the investigators were like, yeah, right, whatever. And they put it off. A couple more bodies happen. And then one of them was like, let's just try it. And sure enough, dude, this, when they caught him, the Green River Killer was the nastiest motherfucker ever, dude. He was coming back to like 
almost fully decomposed bodies, dude. Like, and, and doing his thing. Oh, my God. There was a quote in there dude, oh. that made everybody in here start gagging, dude. He was like, yeah, they would go in there, and I'd have to move maggots out of the way and everything. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> oh. Crazy, right? Ugh. That's fucking disgusting, I'm just dude. fascinated by the, how... Like, that, that, like that what they all have in common is some kind of weird sexual deviancy. It, it is almost always sexual dri- sexually driven. So like Ted Bundy, when he was a kid, was obsessed with those old comic books mm-hmm. where uh, like the, the 50s guys are beating up the, the women and tying them up and shit. And it wasn't really porn or anything, yeah. but he got so obsessed with that bound, that, dominance that dominant type, thing, yeah. and that became his kink. So then as he progressed, he, he talked about it. He was trying to help in the end, trying to save himself from being executed. He was trying to help, like, mm-hmm. you guys don't understand the pornography and all this shit in the world is what made me who I am. I progressed. Like, I started having my, my girlfriend play dead, and I started doing all this weird shit, and it just got worse and worse. And then... Uh, Didn't they kill... They killed him in prison, right? Tell Bundy? Or? No, Dahmer. Oh, Dahmer. Dahmer okay. got killed in prison. Ted, Ted Bundy, Bundy just, got executed. Oh, he got executed? He yeah. made all the execution? Shit. But these guys are creeps, dude. Like the BTK killer, too. He was the one that would break into girls' or ladies' houses, bind... He, and he was a trippy one, dude, because this guy looked like the computer programmer. You know what I mean? He didn't... And me and my sister-in-law, I would send her links because she's like reads about serial killers and we'll like send each shit back and forth to each other. And um, I was sending her this one the other day because on YouTube, you can look up BTK. He was like the one that was like... I can't remember how long it went, but it was like 25 or 30 years. He would kill for a couple years and, and go then go DOS off for a while. Was that the truck driver one? No, that was Green River. God damn. Dude, you ever hear of a... Uh, remember when I was a kid, it was uh, the Night Stalker. Oh, Richard Ramirez? Yeah, don't yeah. leave your window open yeah. and all that shit, man. Yep. So the BTK guy finally got popped. But it, the fascinating thing about, about these guys is there would be other people that would be like, oh, that was me. And then these motherfuckers get pissed. So then they'll start writing or calling the department. They like, don't want no. No one, yeah. So they, their goal at the end is to eventually get caught so they could stand up and say, it was me and this is how I did it. And you can go and watch on YouTube BTK when he, got, when he had to address the court, part of his plea deal was he had to detail all the murders in front of open court. And he's standing up there Just, and he tells the details of every single... I mean, he, he killed kids, dude, just because the woman he was stalking had kids. Oh, they need to go, too. And he detailed the whole thing, and you can see him, like, radiating just pride when oh, he's telling the story. That's just And he's like, yeah, shit. I had my kill kit. That's what I used to call it. I called it my kill kit, you know? That was my little name for it. And you're like, geez, he wanted credit for even the nickname of what he used, you know this what I mean? fucking insane, dude. Yeah, dude, pretty crazy stuff. His his stuff was between 1974 and 1991. Do you think the way times are now, how we have freaking DNA and finger, you think there could be a crazy serial killer to pop out now? Yeah. To do like 30, 40 people and can't figure it out? Yeah, I think so. I think it would be... Yeah, I don't think you could have like the long-term shit like this guy yeah. because of what you said, like fingerprints yeah. and DNA, but... He would, like, he would leave the bodies, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I guarantee you, you could have a guy that's whacking people and getting away with it because the body's not exposed. You know just, what I mean? Yeah, just doing a couple things. Just and really people are just disappearing to... and never heard from again, you know? 
Fuck that shit. Dude. Yeah, that's but if, you, if anybody shit. wants to watch some creepy shit, look at the BTK no, uh, to look on up. YouTube and just watch him address the core. It's really fascinating, dude. Because what what these guys do is they compartmentalize. So like, he had a wife and a daughter. That's that's insane. And Ted yeah. Bundy had kids and a wife, and they said he was like the best husband, the best father. Same with this dude. But they can compartmentalize their life to where they they look at it as two different people. So he's a killer by night, but that's not who he really is. That's just his thing. And then again, another sexual sexual deviancy, and he never even touched them. Like he didn't want anything. He didn't have sex with them. So he would he would break into the house, and he got off on oh yeah, I had a fake badge, and I would come into the house, and I'd point a gun, and I'd tie him up, and then he got off on watching them hang, and then letting them go. Just torture them, kind of. That's what's called fighting for their life. Bind, torture, kill. But then after they dead, they were dead. He would jack off. That's it. Dude, what the fuck? But that's man. the true form of a sociopath oh, BTK, is shit. That's the true form of a of a sociopath is just for me to jack off. I, have to I get to this. take your life. Cuz you're just a chess piece in my in my world. You you're, you're not a person. You're an object. And that's the fascinating part about it. You know what I mean? That's like That's fucking just crazy shit. But dude. I haven't seen one dude that's not sexually driven, which is very very fascinating that you know what I mean? Yeah, that's It's not just killing to kill. Sex plays a big part in everything, the man. The deviancy just of it. Fucking the evil part, the, yeah. just everything. That's why that's twists, why I always tell my them. wife like the people that I see that I meet that are very like buttoned up and you never see any dirt, you never see any like kink in the armor. I'm always just kind of like Oh I, yeah. I just don't believe it. I just yeah. don't cuz I think Every guy's a little bit of a savage. Yeah. Every chick can, has a little bit of hoe in her. Yeah. You know what I mean? And That's why I'm waiting for The Rock. I'm waiting for his time to come. Something's <laughs> yeah. got to happen to that dude. He's too he's perfect. He's too goddamn perfect, dude. <laughs> I'm just waiting. Something's got to happen. Maybe he's the killer, dude, that's that's chopping bodies up. I don't know. Something's got to happen. But no, I, I feel the same way, too. When you see somebody, and you're just like, nah. Yeah. Just I just don't trust him. crazy, dude. You know what I mean? Because like, if you show that you're a little off, that almost makes you feel normal. Especially you know men. I mean? Yeah. Because I think women are are a lot more guarded, typically, of uh, who they truly are, are a little more guarded, especially around us. Yeah. But guys to guys, like when you meet like a chummy dude that's like in a sweater vest and he's like, hey, how are you? And yeah, he doesn't use like, any foul language and he acts offended if you do. I'm right, always like, like, what the dude, fuck? Get the this fuck guy's away the craziest one, man. Yeah. This guy's... This guy's into some kink shit or weird <laughs> stuff or boys in his basement. Something's going on. Something, yeah. It's just weird shit, dude. That that I get scared even watching that murder shit, dude. Well, I mean, you live by yourself too, dude. Yeah, I just get That's fucking sketchy. nervous, dude. I, I, I walk to my work truck alone. Like, if I if I'm if I get into this right here, this BTK dude, it's gotta be like on a Friday night where I know I'm not going anywhere. The blankets around my yeah, ears. Yeah, but and just start watching. The more this you shit. dive into this stuff, the more you'll be less creeped out by it. Because you kind of get the psychology of it a little bit more. It's not some creepy guy that's bloodthirsty on killing people. It's some tortured soul that has sexual deviancy that doesn't want to do it, but I have to. You know what I mean? That weird... That's the thing. If I was a woman... This is the thing that that we underestimate when we shit on women, dude. Women have to walk around every single day with the threat of that. No. I, I agree. I Imagine agree, being like the beta male, walking into like a powerhouse gym, yeah. knowing that every guy in there could ragdoll me and you, yeah. or a jujitsu academy where every guy could fuck you up, and they all got a bad attitude. Yeah. 
That's no. how a woman walks around. Yeah, all we, and we don't. The time. Yeah, no, we don't think about and that. We don't and, ever and, think about and that. And even the, it could be the toughest, baddest woman out there. Yeah, but it's just the way it is. Yeah, you know dude, I mean? and they're a target and, everywhere and, because yeah. every guy has a little bit of creep in them. Yeah. And if they're dressed up or not even dressed up, they yeah. always have to be on alert of a BTK motherfucker yeah. or even a lower level, Harvey Weinstein. Nah. Yeah. Someone that could physically take them at any moment. Yeah. That's got to be a weird feeling. And I think we really underestimate that. Oh, we that. totally overlooked that, yeah. dude. We but, do. But what's the first thing a guy says when he's, why are you scared of prison? Yeah. Because you're afraid yeah. to get in the shower and get Yeah, and we're hammered. dudes. We're like, and we're shit. dudes, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Women feel that. Women must Just feel that vulnerability constantly, dude. You're right, man. I, yeah. I mean, think about that when I watch these shows because it's always a jogger, it's always a girl, a single mom that was just getting groceries well, in the car, and you're like, man. Yeah. Well, even like, like even me, you know, like or just a regular dude, you walk into some bar and there's just and you a feel vulnerable. bunch of crazy ass fools that you don't know. Even me, I feel like, God damn, yeah. dude, just I gotta be on my toes, you and know. And physically, you know, so, they're not gonna go after you. Yeah, or if they did, but you, you still fight get them. you kind of imagine being a 115 pound girl, dude. And then a lot of these guys will and you say, gotta walk to your car. And a lot of these guys will be like, oh, well, she was kind of into it, you know. When, yeah, and you're like, how many girls? aren't really into it at all mm -hmm. but they're scared of the vulnerable position they're in so they kind of go with it just, just to get out of there try to, ah, damn, you know dude. what i mean i yeah. was, I, I was thinking about that cards. when i was watching this because they were interviewing some of these killers dude and they're like most of them will say yeah when i first started talking to her i could tell that she got freaked out or i could tell that she was a little sketch but they have to kind of play along a little bit because they don't want to offend the guy. Or but that's just yeah. Ah, it's just got to be a weird, that's weird feeling, up, man. Dude. You make now I'm starting to feel bad now, <laughs> man. Like, damn. Maybe that. Maybe that's why I'm always trying to be like lightened up and fun, yeah. joking. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm trying to make everyone feel comfortable. Around yeah, me, man. I don't like you to feel. Mean? I don't like to feel predatory like that, at all. Dude. Yeah, because I know I got the shaved head and shit and. You know, you try to, you know, being a man and you try to walk around like you figure look somewhat intimidating because you don't want other guys to look at you, but. Isn't that another I, weird thing with psychology of men? Yeah, yeah. There's different guys. Like, yeah, if you are strangers, you kind of just want to walk by like, you know what? Don't look at me like I'm someone. But there's guys that I know that are big, and they're handsome guys. Mm -hmm. They'll walk into a bar, and their whole thing is like being the guy yeah. in that bar. What the fuck's that guy looking at? And you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Maybe because I'm not like a giant dude. Yeah. I've never really thought about it like that. I'm never really like that. I just, I just want people around me to feel comfortable. Yeah. That's how I've always too. been, man. Like yeah. just, I'm not the one. You it know is a mean? weird it's psychology, chill. though, right? It's weird. You gotta play play it a little bit, but yeah. When you think about women and, and the shit, you don't. A lot, you, no one thinks about that stuff, man. Well, guys don't think about it because we don't mm. ever have to. No. Yeah. But when I was watching these, that's what I was thinking about. Was like, I was thinking about my daughter, and thinking like, damn, dude, that's got to be a vulnerable position in any in any situation that you walk into. You're going to do a job interview with a bunch of men. There's always a sexual dynamic. There's always yep. an alpha dynamic. And they're always going to feel weaker physically. And that's got to be a really weird, which is probably why they're in control of the sex thing. You know what I mean? It's basically yeah. up to a woman. But then every once in a while, you get these weird savages, dude, that have these sexual deviancies. Look at Harvey Weinstein. Like dude. you were just saying, like you want to make a girl feel comfortable. I could not sexually function if a chick wasn't into me no no do you know what i mean hell no i can't dude I, my dick wouldn't even if work if i even get a hint that she's not into something me too yeah my shit don't work either yeah like, i would be done happening. yeah harvey weinstein yeah. the most powerful guy in hollywood his dick got hard when the chick was not into him but he got her anyway because i think because i think what his deal was he knew in the end he was gonna get him 
He knew that was going to be the end result regardless. But still, yeah. she's not into you. She's grossed out by you. She's I know, like those tapes. But that he knew chick he was had the so power. repulsed by you. Yeah. I would feel like you're just going to do it because I'm powerful. But he had so much money. He didn't give a fuck. That grosses like us, me the I'm fuck broke. out. If someone didn't like me, it really hurt me. I'm my like, first instinct, fall back on. the thing I felt bad about was my first instinct when I heard the Harvey Weinstein story is he's been a guest on Howard Stern before. And he was like the most charming, likable dude. And I was like, oh, bullshit. This is just a money guy. He's, oh, he's a money guy. They're going after him. And then that tape came out. And I was like, that tape literally gave me the fucking creeps, dude. I didn't know that dudes are like that. Like... You, I always hear the story that my first instinct is to back the dude because I know crazy chicks. I've, I've seen so many crazy women that my, guy, my, boy, my guys have dated, my, my homeboys, yeah. and they do crazy shit, right? Yeah. Well, I'm almost walking a fine line. I go both ways. Yeah. I'll be like, that fucker did it. Right. You know what I mean? It depends on the dude. Yeah. But I just didn't think a powerful guy at that type of a position could be that creepy. And Cosby. Oh, dude. And Weinstein. That, hey. No, Cosby, that got me. Dude. I was like, dude. It hurt your heart, right? Yeah, I was like, dude, you fucking putting pop eating motherfucker. But then you wonder, okay, because women have been saying that guys are creepy like that and weird. And and like I said, the buttoned up guys that seem perfect, Bill Cosby, Mm -hmm. he used to give black people shit about sagging their pants. No, dude, he he was was like the biggest advocate. He would have these speeches and shit, dude. Harvey Weinstein, Jewish guy, he would come on Howard and go, oh, I love my wife more than anything. I would never leave her. And Howard specifically asked him, what about the casting call stuff? Does that stuff exist? And he goes, oh, not for ugly guys like me. No, that's the actors. There's no hope, dude. We're pieces of shit. and, and, And Well, I think that just every guy has a creep in him. And I try to tell women that, like, if you don't see a creep in a dude, if, if a dude's not honest about that, mm-hmm. he's a fucking dirtbag, dude. No. You know what I mean? Uh, no. Yeah. Because it exists in everyone. Damn. Don't you think? Like, don't no. you think there's a little creep in every guy? Oh, I mean, you're always like, Damn, I don't mean creep know? like Harvey. I mean, yeah. like, there's a sexual a attitude. Perv, like a perv. Like a, like a, there's a little exact, perv. There's a little perv a in perv. every guy. Yeah, there's a little perv. I, I think, well, nature alone, I mean, you're meant to breed. Yeah, if you yeah. go down this one, yeah. guys are meant... I mean, if you look at mammals, they're meant to breed. Just yeah. breed, breed, breed. But I think it's nature, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, there's a little perv in everybody. Yeah. It's just kind of like, you know... And it's always like Bill O'Reilly from but Fox fuck, News. Oh, that Did you ever dude, hear that man. tape of him? Yes. Like, oh, dude, you know, I got a finger in my ass and all this. You're like, whoa! I know that The guy that's up on his like, high horse talking shit about rap lyrics. Do they, do they not think it's going to bite him in the ass one day? I, just, I mean, what do they think? Those are the guys that creep me out the most, dude. I would much rather they hear they have, honesty. They're you know? blinded by the so much power they have, yeah. dude, that they just go on their little My thing wife and, and I get in this conversation all the time, dude, because she'll hear us talking or she'll hear me talking to a client. She's uh-huh. like, God, do all guys talk like that? No, yeah. But, like, yes, guy, honest guys do. Yeah, yeah. The guys that don't talk like that and seem offended by everything, those are the ones that are the BTK but guys. Dude, <laughs> I talked I talked to women and I asked them like, "Hey, when girls get together, they talk nasty too, dude." Oh, for sure. They do it too, yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. But we just don't want to hear about it, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I think all you you do, I mean, god, if a woman could just be invisible and go with us to work and just hear oh, yeah. 20 guys talking in a circle, yeah. man. I mean, we're gay with each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like we say sick shit to each yeah, exactly. We sexual harass each other all the time, like, bro. Like fuck. <laughs> Good man. Game. A woman doesn't have a chance, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's why but, they keep saying they want to be equal and it's like, "No, no you, you don't. don't. Trust no. me, be a woman." Yeah, be a woman. Be the woman that a guy can look up to. I'll like, be actually the way it is now, it's actually 
safer to be a woman yes, at work yes. because the guys were fucked. You don't want to be one of the guys. I get sexually harassed all day. We will credit check you from your pussy to your asshole. <laughs> Dude. Oh, hey, I was talking And if you about, don't know what a credit check is. Oh, check it out. I was eating with a friend, right? It was me and my buddy and his son, right? Yeah. And we're telling him, oh, yeah, we're in school. We used to do the credit card, right? Yeah, yeah. And he goes, yeah, today's the chip. And he went straight in the butthole. <laughs> I was like, ouch, that hurts. He goes, yeah, today's chip. I was like, oh, oh insert. <laughs> it was a good, I was like, damn, yeah, it's so chip. true, man. But God. it's just, we're, we, we're bad with each other, dude. But, isn't it, but it's just nature. Yeah, We're just it like, is. hey, man, fucking that. Nah. It's kind of funny, though, how nature has worked itself out. Like, guys are physic- physically can, like, if there were no law and order and savages were just able, they would just take it. Right? No. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy how nature has put this like natural order of things where women control the breeding and like they're yeah, the they're no. the gatekeepers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you run into these savages like Cosby and shit. But they're the gatekeepers. Like if it was a men sexual uh, two men sexualities, everyone would just be banging everybody, right? Oh, dude. And also, like how like how nature did it where a guy what? He reaches his peak like what, 21, 22, 24? 25 he's all as yeah a woman reaches her like what 35 40 more mature yeah more they imagine if we we're on the same level oh, dude. dude yeah we'd be double in population dude <laughs> i mean seriously dude yeah you know what i mean it's just that's the one that that is a that is definitely something that nature has granted women is yeah. that the first of all they're not shallow like we are no you know what i mean ah dude they, they can love a fat guy they can love a bald guy i haven't met one yet and they could literally love them yeah I actually a fat bald to, woman is in deep shit, right? Dude, she's <laughs> fucked. I'll talk to this one chick. Yeah, she she actually told me, and I believe her. She's like, "No, I can be heavy. I I don't look at that." I'm like, "You really don't look at that." Probably thing. not initially, no. right? I was like, "But Damn, like a, dude. A, a a charming fat bald guy can get some pussy and get a girl to love him, dude." Yeah, yeah, he can. You but know what I mean? Because women girl, are better but at the that. Girl shit. has to be. Yeah, but it's the girl's control still. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, but they yeah. can love a dude yeah. like that if he's yeah, funny and charming yeah. and nice and cool. Oh, and dicks are down. <laughs> Fuck, man. I'm Isn't it weird? Be, I can't. I we can't. have our first woman love show, bro. Yeah, Eric, Eric didn't come, and dude, now we're all sappy. We're dude. so fruity, dude. We don't have Eric here. We're, we're all opening up now, dude. <laughs> like, like women really have it hard, dude. Yeah, we're a bunch of assholes. We're all sentimental and shit. Like you know, put yourself in a woman's position, Donnie. So we really think about it. They're so vulnerable. Dude, Eric would not allow this shit to happen. Neither would Jerry, dude. What the fuck are we doing? Oh yeah, Jerry would be motherfucking us too. Oh well, it's what I feel like. So hey. whatever. This is what I feel like too, man. We sympathize for you women sometimes. So what serial killer are you going to research first? Man, dude. I want to re- you know what? I'm going to really look into uh the Green River guy. Go that Green River. Out. Yeah, I'm going to go there's Green a, River. there's a long form interview with him too. Cuz didn't he go for like 10 years or something like that? He went long, for a while. A long dude. time, dude. And it's crazy cuz they have his daughter. They interview oh, his daughter no, and his dude. daughter was like, "Yeah, we used to go on vacations up here." And remember when I went to Oregon last year? I went to Portland, Oregon on vacation this last summer. And we went to Multnomah Falls. It's like this beautiful freaking waterfall with this crazy bridge. And that's the area where he was dumping all his bodies. And you already knew that when you went up there? No, I didn't know that. Oh, shit, dude. I saw it on the documentary. I'm like, holy shit, I was just there. And his daughter was like, yeah, my dad used to take us here on vacation. We'd be swimming over there. And little did we know that he was in his truck dumping bodies out here. The daughter doesn't sound messed up? Like... No, not really. Damn, you know, 
It's kind of crazy, right? It's crazy shit, dude. Yeah, those documentaries are deep diving, man. You're like, God. Yeah, it, dude. It's just, it's so creepy, man. It's so like, you're like, it's just a different mind. And I, I'm so fascinated how they're able to compartmentalize it. I don't understand how you maintain your life. I, yeah, I, I need to start diving into some of these. I'll watch, you know, I'm a big Dateline person. I watch all that murder Oh, bullshit, me too, yeah. You know what I mean? But each time I, the beginning, I already saw that. I'm like, he did it. Yeah. She did it. He did Me it. too, bro. She did it. He did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Someone yeah. cheated. He wanted out. Met a new girl. <laughs> yes. It's all the same shit, dude. It's always the same. Why are we having a 30-minute show, hour show? I already know. Yes, exactly. And it's always the same exact motives every yeah. single time. Yeah. New girlfriend wants the ex-wife dead because she wants the money. Someone found so she hired some, a yeah. uh, hitman. Let me yeah. tell everybody in there that's about to try to commit a crime. There is no such thing as a hitman. Okay, yeah, he's a cop. Not. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a little camera in his dash too. Yeah. Every single time. There's no. Does anybody man. successfully ever get hire a hitman? I know. They go, yeah. The, the girl started asking around if anyone knew anybody that could do a hit for him. Yeah, I would like to meet one yeah. hitman. Yeah, me too. Fuck. Are they, they just so good that you never find out? Fuck. I've seen yeah, that's least. how that. Hey, if they're that good, you would never find them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on, dude. I've seen like ten where it's like. Little did she know, the undercover cop. <laughs> fucking camera. That the right hitman there. was the undercover cop. He's like, yeah, I went in there. And there was a teddy bear sitting <laughs> on the dash, <laughs> exactly. in the car. <laughs> fucking, they don't even know. Exactly. Every single time. And then they'll make reference like, are you sure this isn't a sting? And you're like, if you're feeling that, it is. Fuck, I couldn't even do it. I'd be so paranoid, dude. Oh, bro. You know how my anxiety is. I could dude. never murder anybody. Oh, dude. No, I, would, I couldn't I would, even do it, dude. I would be that dumbass. I saw one. <laughs> I saw one a while back. This dude killed somebody. I don't even remember the details of it. Twenty years later, he gets away with it forever, dude. This is how tormented he was. He got a random text on his phone, like a wrong text, and it said something like, "It was so indirect, but it was like, I, I know what's up, or I, I know what's up. something like that, right?" And it's just enough to just spin a, his ass fucking bro, oh, So shit. for the next few weeks, he just obsessed and obsessed and obsessed and then went to the police station and said, I, I admit, did it. I know you guys are on to me. I did it. This is what I did. Boom, boom, boom. And they're like, what? Oh, It was a no. wrong number text. Oh. But it was years after the fact. So you know that if that, was at the, if that text turned him, imagine how tormented he was for those 20 yeah. years. Every time he saw a cop car, every time he saw oh. something shady on the fucking, it was probably like a tweaker, dude. Did you hear that? Shit. My phone's tapped. You could see me on camera stealing something. <laughs> I'd be like, nope. <laughs> well, it's clearly you. It's right here. You got your photo. I would be the nope. worst. I would be so bad. I would just be like, nope. I would, they, would, they would bring me in and they'd no. bring in that. They wouldn't even have to go to bad cop. It would be like, good cop. But, oh, he already confessed. <laughs> <laughs> no. I would be so paranoid. I would just be like, nope. Well, we got, I would just deny it. Deny, deny, yeah, deny. deny. And it could be the simplest thing. Nope. Wasn't me. Oh, and they, uh, they got the games too, dude. I can't lie for sure. I studied. Oh, my yeah. Boy. It would be uh, the worst. Yeah, that's fucked up. I would just be the guy that's like, I need my lawyer. <laughs> lawyer. Lawyer up. Please, lawyer. No, nah, I, I can't be a bad But guy. then I'd want the interviewer to like me. So I'd be like, all right, dude, I'll, I'll answer like five, five Fuck. questions, bro. You'll bust us all. You'll <laughs> just turn us all in, dude. I would uh, never talk, dude. I would just, I would get my lawyer. That's the way you're supposed to do it, man. Yeah. Then you watch 48 Hours, they're all fucking, oh my God. <laughs> Every episode ends like this, right? It's a black gangster. He's in the room, and then the cops are back there, and they go, fuck, man, we got nothing. We got nothing. Unless this guy confesses, we got, <laughs> we got to cut him loose. And then they call Big Black Mama from the, the secretary next dude, door. Dude, that lady, dude. And she God. goes, 
She goes in there. She goes, honey, child. Yep, exactly. Baby, I know you didn't want to do this, but you got to get right with God. Exactly. And she hugs them, and they yeah. go, <laughs> you got to make everything right. Hey, you know what's sad? I didn't even do shit. I'm watching it crying. <laughs> yeah, I want to get right with God. I need to get right with God. They bring that black lady in, dude. She is money every time. I'm She's like, worth her weight in gold. I stuck my thumb in that pumpkin pie at college. Go, I did it. <laughs> I did it. I'm going back and telling them. Dude, is every episode like that? I'm it screaming is, at the dude. TV every time. I'm like, get a fucking lawyer. Dude, I have, I, the one time I know so much about the laws when I'm watching that, I'm like, yeah. don't say <laughs> shit. Shut up. Exactly. But man. I know damn well I was in there. I'd be nervous singing like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cuffs are too tight. Can't listen to cuffs. 99% of the first 48, all they have to do is say, I want a lawyer. Done. You're Fuck. cut loose. I'd be sitting there going like this. I just got to make it to the 49th hour. <laughs> just make it to the fucking 49 and I'm out of this bitch. If, if every crime show that you see, right, every time the guy goes, I want to talk to an attorney, you see every cop in the back go, Fuck. Dude. Damn yeah. it. That's God. what you want. We lost. <laughs> Fuck. And it's over. Shit. Yeah. Done, dude. <laughs> and it's over. Yeah, you don't even have any money. Now just you're just a suspect. Sentence. You're just a suspect now. I just want my lawyer. Yep. Fuck, dude. You're done, dude. You get cut loose. You might have to do a couple nights. Well, I couldn't even handle one night in fucking county. Oh, I'd be bro. so fucking scared. Oh. I'm a bitch. You'd have M&Ms on your lips. Fuck, dude. I'd <laughs> shit on myself. Just walk around. I'd be all fucked up. No one want a piece of this ass. Trust dude, me. Dude, I would be the worst, too. Dude. Uh, I, I, well, I, I worked at a county jail. I, you know, I used to be a correction officer when I was 21. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, for how dude. long? I did it for a year or two. I was about 22 and a half, and I was How over depressing it, was it? Dude, I never had to look at the clock. I would go in, and depending on where someone was, if they were playing cards, <laughs> fucking 2 o'clock. These motherfuckers over here playing dominoes, it's 3.30. I'm fucking over it, dude. It's got to be it the most tedious job of all time, dude. right? It was depressing, dude, and it's just... Uh, I remember the first time, like when I was training and all this shit, and the first time, like my partner goes, "Okay, you, you ready to lock him down tonight?" I was like, "Yeah, man." And I was fucking swole, dude. Yeah. I was. This is when I was fucking benching like three fifty, just swole, right? Yeah. I was twenty one. <laughs> He's like, "You ready to lock him down?" I was like, "Yeah, man, I'll lock him down." So I had to go. It was fucking maximum security, <laughs> oh, right? No. And he, I had to go in there by myself. I got my keys, and I have to go in there and. Ba- this is what you're supposed to do. All right, lockdown. Right? That's what it should have sounded like. Like with dude, authority. I, dude, You're I like, walked in there. I was like, lockdown. <laughs> and then everyone started going like this, lockdown, lockdown. I was just all, no, just turned around, went back in there and go, they're not locking down. You're the CEO and they're punking <laughs> you? Fuck, dude. I, fuck. I heard it for like a month straight, lockdown, lockdown. I was like, God damn it, You dude. had puberty voice? Yeah, it fucking, dude, my voice didn't even come out right. I was like, how did I Fuck that up, man. Oh, man. You know I mean? But eventually I got the hang of it and everything. But so why did you quit? You know what? I'm sitting there wrestling some dude with a heroin needle. <laughs> and I got a two and a three-year-old at home. You know what I mean? Like a one and two-year-old baby yeah, at home. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this ain't worth it, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm too young to get poked by this shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I just. You just said I quit? Quit. Got my class A and went to work for Coca-Cola, dude. And I was there for 14 years. You know? Did you like that one better? Oh, yeah, dude. I did that 14 years. Uh, I drove. I drove for about six, and the last eight years was management, dude. I was supervisor, and then became manager, and ran that shit. And what do you think? Kind of crazy stories those corrections people see. We have a good. We have dude. A, I used to have to cut, dude. Well, this was like county jail, so we had booking still part of us. The women's yeah. Don't you have to do these unit checks, motherfucker? Hanging themselves, had to go cut them down. Like, are you serious? Shit like that, dude. Did you see someone kill I, themselves? Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. I saw. 
fuck is someone totally dead hanging there? And you know what's crazy? Everyone else just let their ass hang. They don't say shit, dude. Really? Yeah, you walk through just hanging there. You're like, motherfucker, dude. <laughs> and then I would have to go to the hospital and fucking be in the room with them all. Fuck other people. Like, if, they were, if they were sick, I mean. Yeah. And you'd have to be there all night with them and just sitting in the room. I fucking, I was mad. I hated it, dude. I go, this shit ain't for me, That's got to be the most tedious, depressing job of all time. Dude, I was fucking, I was 21, just miserable, dude. Yeah. Like, as soon as the gates, like, some people love this shit. Do I be like guards, just happy as fuck, dude? Just like, yeah, me. I'm like, this is not. I knew right away, this is not my life, dude. Yeah. I mean, as soon as I can hear the echoing, every day just. It's Groundhog's Day. You're like fucking ten doors closed. You're like, God. And it's damn. that light and then where I there's try, no natural light, dude. Then, oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. dude. Yeah. And then I try to put myself like, dude, I'm miserable as a guard. Imagine being a fucking inmate. Just this uh, is your life, and you're staying in here, dude. Yeah. Just, Fuck! I would do these fucking unit because there's a. I do these unit checks where I have to go outside the perimeter yeah. and look in the fucking bottom cells. You know what I mean, with the flashlight, dude. It'd be like two a.m. in the morning and the pitch black. I shine my light in the room. Motherfuckers bouncing off the walls. Like I mean, they totally could have known I'm coming. Yeah, let's put on a show. But sometimes you know they're just really fucking fruity, dude. Like just bouncing off the fucking walls, dude. Just losing it. Just fucking crazy. I, I, was, I was miserable, dude. I was like, and then you look at the food they eat. They're so they get their fucking snack and they're they got ramen. And everything's all regimented. Cheetos and they they line it. They're just happy as fuck, dude. I'm just like fuck, dude. Hey man, I, can you bring me in like a a marker? It's just simple little thing, but they just want you to bring one little thing that they got your ass. I mean, yeah, just do them that one little favor. The next one, the next one, hell no. Yeah, hey, this is. I know one thing I left with: firm, fair, and consistent. That's that's the motto. <laughs> firm, fair, consistent. I was firm, fair, and consistent. I didn't play no games, man. Did you ever get in any fights? No, I didn't get in any fights. I had a. Suit up a couple times when motherfuckers wouldn't come out of the cell. And yeah. I admit, when that first started, I was like, oh, this is going to be fun, dude. Just ramming some dude against the fucking wall. But yeah. After a while, you don't even want to do that, dude, you know? Then you'd work booking, and then you have to book some drunk dude, and they, they're fucking speechless, stinking. You throw them in a cell with 15 other motherfuckers, one mattress, yeah. laying on top of each other, just... Then you start seeing the same people come in. Yeah. We had this one dude. Oh, call like him. getting. Dude, we had this one jail. dude every fucking Friday. We call him Santa Claus, dude. He had a white beard, white hair, red face, dude. <laughs> a fucking cherry face, dude. And looked like little Saint Nick, dude. And every Friday, a little drunk ass would be in there. And we'd have to do him. And we'd get like a crippled dude that. Yeah. On a wheelchair, couldn't feel his legs right. Somehow, you know, you get a couple seals that are lazy. Yeah. Don't want to give him the full check. You're like, fuck, this guy comes in every time, right? Well, one time they did that. Motherfucker was in the cell, and I'm doing my unit checks, right? Like, every <laughs> 15 minutes. I see, like, glistening shit off the wall. I look, this fool set his legs on fire, dude. <laughs> and he can't feel his legs, so he's just sitting there smiling. Like, you guys should have checked me better. And you can smell the beef jerky. You're like, motherfucker. And we're just, just hitting him. Hey, <laughs> you're afraid to hurt him, but you're just pounding. He can't even feel his legs. You're just hitting him, trying to put his ass out, dude. Just shit like that, dude. Just uh, fucking. Then you go home. I got a one and two year old. I'm like, what am I doing, dude? Like, is this the route I want to take? It wasn't for me. Did it change your like perspective on on life? Like, did you get more depressed, or were you like more like fuck this world? No, you know, some well, cops. And when firemen. I got in there, when the door shut, it wasn't fun for me. I did my job great. You know, I, I performed, but. 
mentally, I was like, I don't want to. I, I knew right away, I don't want to see this for the next 20 years. Yeah. I, this is not going to be my life, you know? I just texted one of our mutual friends who works in jails. Uh-huh. And uh, she's going to, I'm going to call her in a little bit. She's going to have a story. I'm like, get a story ready. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> she works in it every day, and she's a chick. Damn, dude. Can you we, imagine working in a dude's jail as a chick? Talk about vulnerable. Dude. Holy shit. Hey, but you know what? You get If you get a, a weak chick oh, who those guys can manipulate yes. and make them fall in love. Remember the guys that escaped? Dude, they had some chick. She let a fucker escape, dude. Yeah. Wait, like, you're talking open, a couple years ago, right? This was Santa Fe, New Mexico, though. This oh, is this oh, is when okay. I was I'm 45. This one was Oh, 21. you're talking about the jail that you were yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I remember and you know what's funny? in class, I looked at her like the weak one. She was overweight. <laughs> I'm not saying you know, yeah, like her you in general. She she's was overweight. <laughs> I just looked at her like, dude, she's gonna someone's gonna sweep her off yeah. her feet. <laughs> yeah. I fucking knew from the Because these dudes dude. have some golden tongues, dude. Yeah, you know I mean, y'all dude, they just spit pimping, fire, dude. they got nothing but and time. lifting weights back then, dude, <laughs> just looking giving them attention. Dude, I have a funny thing. I knew she was gonna go down, <laughs> yeah. dude. She did, dude. I had a good friend of mine that used to live next door to me in my apartment complex when I had my bachelor pad. And she was the same kind of thing. A little overweight, yeah. cool as shit, Mexican girl. Yeah. She just wanted a dude to love her. And she was such a down-ass chick, dude. Oh. She was older, like 40. And she had this dude, this cholo guy, right? Just run her world, dude. And they were together. He cheated on her, treated her like shit, got locked up. Well, over the next two years, man, just letter after oh, letter. Pimping. And I would read this shit. I'm like... Damn, this fool is a silver-tongued bastard. Oh, hell Just yeah. Just dropping heat, dropping fire. She's oh. in love, bro. Money on the books every week. Care packages, clothes. I mean, just boom, boom, oh, boom, dude. boom. For years, dude. Oh, and, and that dude's got like 10, 15 yes, of them, yes. dude. So then Sending home- the same letter. <laughs> so we're doing the countdown till when homeboy gets out. Oh. And he's going to come stay with her, and she's so excited. She's got a plan. And, dude, she's the best. She's... We, she was kind of like the big sister mom to all of us. Yeah. We would get fucked up, party. Damn. She'd make sure to f- feed everybody. And My take, man's coming she out. She was great, He's dude. getting out. He gets out. He's out for three days, right? We had a stripper that lived in the complex. He's banging her. Oh. He's dude, he's all over town. He's gets smashing. locked up. She's like, fuck him. Cover his name. I had tattooed his. She was oh. one of my very first tattoos when I first Damn. started. Cover his name. He gets locked up. The letters start. She falls right back into it. Dude. Can you write his name again? <laughs> Fuck. But, you know, I think a lot of those women love that. You know what I no, mean? No, dude. They, they don't do. They don't even care about the physicality of it. They like that. Because the, the, it's the, the romance the, of the, romance, the letters, dude. Yes. And he, film, I'm telling you, know? you, they got nothing but time. Damn. And they dude. probably really mean it. He probably did love her. You know what I mean? I'm <laughs> sure he did. You know, man. on some Fuck. level. I know if I was in jail, I'd be writing my old ass <laughs> off, dude. Be like, just, What's up, girl? Yeah, exactly. Man, I'm sorry and dude, about she that. took she he pimped her so hard. I used to feel so bad because she Damn. would drive, I think it was to Hatchapi. Oh, just hours. Just hours. drive out there just to spend one hour with Fuck him. That, talking to man. him. And Fuck bring that. care packages and everything she always talked Collect about. She was calls, so dedicated, dude. dude. Dude, oh, she I felt took, terrible. She took for care her. of her man, dude. Yeah, she did, man. Fuck. Oh, oh fuck man. that, dude. That's crazy shit, man. I did that. Coca-Cola. I don't you know, I really haven't had that many jobs. I stay at a job. I yeah. feel I like it. I stay there, dude. They can't get rid of me. So the prison the jail was like your uh yeah, that was, coming to God job, like this is not for me. Yeah, I, I went there, I was thinking, you know what, this would be the road to be a police officer or something. You know what I mean? I guess county yeah. jail. 
I did that, but right away I was like, nah. I drove a forklift, dude. That was my job where I looked around. I, I worked at a lumber yard and I drove a forklift and a flatbed truck. And it was at one of these places where guys had worked there for 25 years. They're Damn. all beat down. Oh. Hunchbacked, just lit, you know, same fucking forklift, eating out of a Tupperware. Sh- Damn. Every day they hate their wife. They got four kids. Oh, they work dude. sixteen hour days, just grinding, making. I remember one of the guys, dude. He was there for twenty years, and he was making twelve dollars an hour. Dude. Oh shit, yeah. And I used, to, I was like young, twenty, twenty one, nineteen, something like that. And I would look around the lunch table, and I just, it was just the stench of defeat, dude. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, this is not where I want to be, dude. You know, I would just be so depressed. And that's when I just was like, I got the opportunity. I was actually going to go into the sheriff's department. Oh, so shit. I got injured at work. So they had me off for like a month, month and a half, something. There was a compost center next door that put compost in the air. And I got this wicked ass eye infection. So I was Damn. off for like a month and a half. And I was already starting on a, a tattoo apprenticeship, but not a tattoo apprenticeship to like start tattooing. I just uh-huh. doing it for fun. So that month I had off, dude, I was doing the study guides for the sheriff's department and I had a date to go take the written test. And the day I was going to take the written test, got a call from the tattoo shop that said, Hey dude, I had two guys walk out on me. I need you to start work. Can you do it? I'm like, dude, I'm not ready. Like I'm not even close. Well, you can either jump in the fire or it's your chance. And just working at that place, dude, I was like, fuck it. And I just jumped in and it was like going out of your comfort zone. Fuck. You know what dude, I mean? I went yeah. from like a 16 hour workday up at, you know, 3 30 to get to work by four, get off at 6 p.m. You see the sunrise, sun go down. I was a fucking hard worker there, dude, to just sitting at a tattoo shop, hanging out with your friends, going, you can't make money doing this. Is this yeah. real? And the first day, I think I made 450 bucks. Oh, shit. And I was like, is this normal? Like, yeah. is this like a normal, what you guys normally make? Like, that's kind of slow, but. And they're like, no, that's kind of a slow day, but. Damn. And they were arguing over who gets days off. Like, oh, no, I took, I had to work less. And I would say, I, I told them, because I had started working, dude, and I wasn't ready yet. Like, I, I couldn't take anything that came in the door. You know what I mean? Uh. I was new. And I'm like, dude, I'll take any day. You, I worked seven days a week for the first year I started tattooing Holy there, dude. Shit, I couldn't just... believe that these fools were getting paid like this. Yeah. For an eight-hour day, you come to work at noon. And you and That's you get off at eight, you and all it. your homies are hanging out. You're yeah. fucking. You're like, what the? Fuck? At eight o'clock, you go hang out at the bars with your friends, and it's Damn. just fucking fun all day. And I so I never, dude. I was I would get there at ten, nine, ten in the morning, and I would just be grinding, dude, trying to get good enough. Yeah. Because when you're an artist, dude, you know you you're the most critical person of your work, and I just was like, fuck, I can. I remember thinking, I can't wait till I can get good enough to be confident yeah. in anything that came in the door. I remember a customer be walking in. I'm like, fuck it. Please be a rose. Please yeah. Be a, yeah don't or whatever just, it was yeah. that I was comfortable with. Just pick one of the pictures on the wall. Yeah, fuck. dude. And so like, I didn't know that you could make money doing something fun. And dude. it was like a life change. But I had taken that job going, man, if it doesn't work out, this is when you could only, they only did the written test for the sheriff's department every six months. Uh-huh. So I had, that was like a big fork for me in the ropes. I was ready to take that test. And I was like, Okay, I'm going to give tattoo in six months until that next written test. And then I'm going sheriff's department. I, I always wanted to be a cop, dude. That was like my dream job since I was a kid. I know. It was mine too, man. And, uh, but yeah, tattooing just worked out. So, so started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'll tell you something, man. I don't know if I told you this before, but I'm not trying to label all tattoo artists. You know what I mean, but I've always been like, I never really liked 
some of their attitudes, yeah, the inside the jokes. Shit. Yeah, it's just yeah. So every time I would find a tattoo artist or something, that part right there, it would just, just bug me. I move off. on to the next one. Yeah. But I tell you right now, dude, I, and I tell all my friends that you were the different one, dude. Like oh, when thanks, I first man. got a tattoo from you, you didn't even, and you never have come across like that, man. Yeah. You're just a normal down north dude. Yeah. And I, that's what drew me to you, man. I was like, dude, this dude, he doesn't say the inside jokes and just, he doesn't act like your typical <laughs> tattoo dude, yeah. man. Like you totally should be, different, Like you man. should be like God's gift for me tattooing. Dude, yeah. I had this one dude, he would just, he would irritate the fuck out of me, <laughs> laugh and tell these, I'm like, the fuck are you talking about, yeah, dude? Like, yeah. That shit's not even funny, dude. It, it does attract a certain type of person a lot. It, you I know think what I mean? It does, it does dude. like an insecure person that groups up and packs. You know dude, what I mean? Dude, that's what I always thought. I go, you know what? You got to be a certain person to be a tattoo artist, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're all the same. That's why A I lot of them are, yeah. Yeah. I got lucky, though, because I would have never, ever got into the business the traditional way. Mm -hmm. my, mom had, my mom worked with a lady whose husband was an artist. The baddest-ass artist ever, dude. And he wanted to start a tattoo shop. Well, my mom would put all my artwork up on her desk and shit. And that lady saw it and took it to her husband. And he, and he would tell me for, for a couple of years, like, hey, tell him to be my apprentice. I'm going to open a shop. And so I, he was the guy that taught me. Damn, And he dude. was the best. And he had kids. He was married. So when I started at that shop, he's like, look, dude, we don't play the ego bullshit here. Yeah, this dude. is a family shop. We're about service and, and serving. Yeah. He's like, we don't do the rock star shit here, you know? Hell and so yeah, dude. That was the only shop I ever really worked at. <clears throat> and uh, it was such good vibes, dude. It was That's cool. Good you shit, know what I mean? Dude. So, so I avoided that whole like. never fell into that, man. No, no. But you totally know what I'm talking about. Oh, huh? yeah. I, I used to have the same feeling. Yeah. I, would, I, I used to tell people walking into a tattoo shop was like walking into a rival gang's neighborhood. Dude. And you're there to spend money. That's how it is, dude. It is, right? You yeah, walk in and everyone you nailed it, dude. And no one's like, "Hey, how you do?" Yeah, they kind of dog you, and you have to like, you have to be, you have to like get courage to walk in, dude. That's you exactly know what I mean? how it is. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, that's exactly how I felt the last time I walked in the shop. That you had to like track someone down. Like, yes. Hey, like you I'm felt bothering like you're them. bugging them. Yeah. Like I'm bugging them, dude. Yes. Like, excuse me, this is just smart ass fucking. Yeah. Like, fuck you guys. Yeah, dude. exactly. I hate it, dude. But it is a lot of that is. Um, like a prejudgment too, because a lot of shops aren't like that. Yeah, it yeah. looks like that because there's a lot of guys smoking out front. Everyone's tattooed and looks yeah, kind of hard. Yeah, but a lot of times when you just go in there and say, "Hey, I," you know, if you go to the right place, if you mm -hmm. go to these old biker shops and shit, have been around, it's kind of sketchy. But I think it's changed. The game has changed a lot since then. But yeah, I used to have yeah. that same feeling. Dude. I, I used to get the whole time and man. walk like, in and being like, "Oh God," you just feel like a <laughs> damn, yeah, like like fuck. a gazelle at the watering hole, dude. <laughs> like, they, they look at you like we was fucking little virgin oil. Yeah, you know fucking I mean? stupid I'm ass sure, ideas. I'm sure you get the stupid, the idiot people that walk in there act stupid. You know, you know, you not get, really. I'm sure you get no. God you get damn it. you get uh. The, the like little little things that you see a lot that everybody think yeah. is unique. Yeah, because let the people come in. Don't know what because no one know. I don't. People don't know what that they want. That was the big thing so at the shop that I started at. They're like, dude, don't. The, our our Pete used to say that like when when somebody comes in, welcome them. They're yeah. coming into a shop. They don't know what they're doing. Be helpful. Yeah, help them exactly. out. Draw their shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, dude. But yeah, you you do get inside jokes going, but it's not like an insulting thing. It's yeah, just yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. certain types of clients. You can break them down into like ten different know. categories. I, you know, what I, I mean? I'm sure you can. You, you know have mean? the yeah. guys that come in. They're like, do whatever you want, bro. Anything. My arm is yours. 
but you never want to do that because they're full of shit. It's yeah. not really yours. <laughs> they're going to critique the shit out of it. Then you have the guys that have a piece of paper with 500 things on it that they all want to cram into. Fuck. I, yeah, I piece. never you looked at I mean? your guys' side. Uh, then like, you have the person that thinks that their idea is really unique, <laughs> but it's you've done yeah. it a hundred times. Oh, my uh, God. There's so dude. many. We could go down the rabbit hole on that someday. I know you can, someday. dude. Fuck. That shit's <laughs> funny, dude. My first job was the... Uh, Damn, I was 15, had a work permit. It was Long's Drugstore. Oh, yeah? And I got paid, I got paid, damn, what was it? Sunday, I, was, I got four twenty five an hour. Yeah, four twenty five. Yeah, and Sundays I make four seventy five. I was so happy, dude. Oh, dude, I remember four twenty five, yeah. and I remember four seventy five. Four twenty five an hour. Sunday was four seventy five. I was Sunday. I love working Sunday. I'm all I'm fucking rich. Yeah, I get my weekly paycheck. Right, I get paid Friday. And it was like two hundred. A big check was like two hundred thirty nine bucks. I was fucking balling. But oh, I was sixteen. Yeah, yeah. I take that money, go to school, eighth, eighth, ninth grade. Fat wad in my pocket, yeah, brand yeah, new dude. Pumas. <laughs> Nothing just feels better balling, than that, dude. Like what I remember up? when I worked Riding at McDonald's. <laughs> Same thing, dude. Payday on Friday, you go get Fuck, your paycheck, dude. and you're just like, oh shit, three twenty. Yeah. Oh what, dude? I had the Walkman all the time. Yeah. Everybody's going, damn man, Mike got the Game Boy. I had the backpack with the Game Boy, <laughs> the fucking Sony Walkman, dude. <laughs> that had forward and reverse on that motherfucker. Oh, I didn't shit. have to fucking pop the tape out and do it. The same thing. What was your funnest job? Not money wise. Your fun. Funnest, the job that you look back with the most fond memories. My funnest job is where I'm at now, dude. Really? I'm telling you right now, the group of guys I work with, when you go to, I mean, with the exception of certain, there's certain crews you go, you're just depressed as fuck. Yeah. No one cracks a joke. We're all doing the same shit. Yeah. You know, but just the crew itself is just depressing. I mean, but yeah. majority of them, you get there. It's like coming in here. Yeah. Talking shit. Yeah. But you're working hard. Everybody's helping each other. The job I have right now with a group of guys is fun as hell, dude. That's cool. You get with a good group of people, dude. You're just like, motherfucker, you're talking shit all day. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's laughing all day, dude, yeah. bagging on each other. <laughs> right now is the funnest job I've ever had, dude. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I fucking love it. Better dude. than Coca-Cola and all that? Yeah, well, Coca-Cola is me jumping in a truck with my product going out, 40 stops. Oh, man. Just boom, hitting butt. I did, you know, I developed a relationship with all the customers. Oh, they, dude, I knew when, I knew at this time when I'm going here, I'm getting a burrito. Yeah. I knew hit this one at lunch because they'll give me a slice of pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I hit this one at two o'clock, dude, I'm getting another burrito. You know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'd line myself up, customers hooked me up. So you developed that rapport. Yeah. That was fun. I missed that. But it was a game of numbers, dude. Go, 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 go. So there was Fucking never like sell a chill. That shit. Sell that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, when I got off the truck and became a, a supervisor, I was like, fuck, I'm tired of the truck. Physically, it's wrecking me. You know what I mean? yeah. And then I became a supervisor when I lived in Vegas. And then became, I did that and had drivers under me, which was fun. That was cool. But I just finally got burnt out of the whole numbers. Because, dude, this is one thing that job brought me, dude. And I haven't had a, an attack. I would fucking be sitting in the office, dude, as a supervisor, right? And I would. I get out of the office, look around, dude, because I want to shut my door. But I don't want people to see me in my office with the door. So I'd look around, make sure no one's really looking at my office. I'd fucking shut the door, and I would just break down anxiety, dude. Like, Because I could feel like an anxiety attack coming yeah. on, dude. And I would oh, just sit in my worst. office like, God, because it was numbers. It didn't matter if it was winter, summer. Your numbers, the numbers had to be fucking up here, dude. And always. That, 
always, every meeting was numbers, 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 sell, sells. Even though it was wintertime, it's dead. No one's buying a fucking soda. Yeah. You still had to produce these numbers. And even though I performed well, I, I could never turn that job off. I'd go home and think about, quote, quote, tomorrow I got to get up and do this. Yeah, yeah. I got to get right. Yeah. This job I'm at now, when I was a, when I was a gang truck driver, on a, when I was doing something different, yeah, I thought that too. I'd go home. Fuck, man, I got to get up. This time I got to go to the yard, pick up this steel beam. I got to run to Home Depot. Yeah, but now what I do now as a 10-wheel driver where I just haul dirt, my fat ass gets to my tr- I go home, I turn work off. I don't even think about what I got to do tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all I know is tomorrow I'm going to a field. There's a pile of dirt there. I got to haul as much dirt I can to the dump, and I'm by myself. Do you I run s- a tractor? I run. A, I, I jump on a fucking backhoe, load my truck. Oh, okay. I fucking drive. So I'm by myself in a truck, right? Yeah. All I got time is just think in my head, live yeah. in my brain, dude. I'm just fucking, <laughs> I talk to myself, just fucking crazy shit, dude. But so when are you gonna retire? I'm a reti- I'm gonna retire as a comedian, dude. I'm a, yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. There you go. I'm not. I was, thought I was gonna retire here, but nope. Do you have We're, retirement through this? Yeah, I got oh, I'm a union, dude. Yeah, I got union pension. Oh, all that good, shit. good. Yeah, it's all good, dude. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. And this is my, you guys are my family, dude. Yeah, so it's it's all good, dude. Hell yeah. I told you, man, I'm slowly turning into a small child, Donnie. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I raised my family. My kids are, you know, my son, yeah. my daughter's getting married. My son's landing a good job. I'm just slowly turning into a child. reverting back to, to I'm childhood. I'm reverting to being a child, That's dude. That's awesome. I'm over it. How long, how long have I been trying to get you on stage? <laughs> it's been oh, two years, right? Fucking a few Three years, years, dude. <laughs> You're going to do it. I can't wait. Donnie's going to be my manager, dude. He's, he's, I don't know about that. Yeah. I'll, I'll be your manager until you find a real manager. No, you're <laughs> I don't want to hold you back. I knew from the beginning, dude. You're the guy. <laughs> right when you start pushing me, I'm all, you just got the job, dude. You're hired. <laughs> so be ready for take on more responsibility, dude. <laughs> Oh yeah. shit! <laughs> oh, I can't wait because we got our live show coming up. It's confirmed. I went and talked to the brewery. Oh, oh dude. dude, they are brewing us our own beer. Come on, man! With That's our good own shit. bottle, <laughs> with our own NGC label. God damn, dude! And Talk so about you, love, dude. So your first uh, comedy show is coming up. March. It's on. Be ready. They everyone. had to push it back to March, but hey, it's on. I'm yeah, ready, dude. Yeah. We're gonna do this shit. So everyone better show up for support. Oh yeah, bring we gotta, it, we dude. Gotta, that place is so badass. Damn, it's like dude. a little secret, dude. I'm like, holy shit, this place is dope. I mean, it's not like, it's not one of those like new looking. It's kind of like uh, my buddy started it. He he started his brewing in his backyard up in Ukaipa. I remember going over there ten years ago playing poker, and he had these two brew things set up in a back shed, and, and all that's the guys. Where that place is at no, oh. No. That's that's where he started. Damn, dude. And he's like, one day I'm going to have a brewery. And then he opened the little place in Ukaipa in the back of a restaurant, kind of. And now, dude, he's got a fucking warehouse and a canning operation and a bottling thing and a fucking fermentation room and a tasting room and a back. And he has all these parties. He has arm wrestling championships there. He has karaoke. Dude, it, that's fucking it amazing. It just is fun. Dude, we need to really, I know we all have busy, hectic schedules. Yeah. But we really need to try to do like a dinner or lunch there. Yes. And just check he out told, the place. And, dude, he, when I say he rolled out the red carpet, dude, he's like, anything you guys need, it's your place. I've known him for 30 years, Hey, dude. we're going to blow that place up, dude. I can't wait, dude. Because he's going to be up. a fucking awesome guest, too. Fuck, Dude's got dude. spit. He spits fire, dude. Bring him, dude. He's the. He has two partners on his business. They started together. Andy is like a brewer. Uh huh. Oh god, I forgot the other guy's name. He's like the money business guy, yeah. and Brad is like the people guy. Dude. So like, if you're a fan of his spot, it's because you love him, dude. He's got that thing. Like, 
Dude, he's just a good guy. Good dude, dude funny shit That's talker. Badass, he's great. Dude. He's gonna roll the red. He's like, hey, my place is yours, dude. So dude, I'm like, I can't wait to meet him, dude. Yeah. So he's like, anytime you guys want to come down, come down. I'll give you guys a whole tour of the place. I'll have you taste all the different beers. I'm like, dude, I don't drink. I don't drink either. Yeah. Hey, you never. I've never. I always wanted to ask you. Have you ever been a drinker? No. Not I, really. I mean, either, dude. I've never really. When I was 21. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh. when I was 21 in my early 20s, I was part, but it wasn't like. You know uh, how people like base uh, their uh, their whole thing uh, around it. I kind of wish I was sometimes, dude, for stress for stress yeah, reasons. So you, you know, never, that never, you know, people like take get off of work uh, and they have a couple beers and chill out. Uh, I need to find whatever the hell I can do to chill out. But I I, get, I have a you, we've talked about it on the show. I go fucking off the rails hard, dude. If I go off yeah, the rails, yeah. I go off the fucking rails, yeah. dude. And now that I have kids, once I had kids, dude, I reeled everything back in. So honestly, my job is like because I do have a class A. Yeah. But if if I didn't have that class A, my thing to unwind would be smoke a pack of bowl. Yeah, maybe on a Friday. I've been trying to find I, CBD I would love to do oil, that, dude. dude. I just I can't. You can do, do that. CBD oil though. No way! Don't even tell me about something. CBD I can do. oil is the is is it's a derivative of the plant, right? Yeah. But it's non psychoactive. It doesn't pop on a test. You don't get high. And then what's and it do to me if I don't get for anxiety, depression, muscle fatigue, soreness, all yeah. that stuff? But I've been trying me, to find it, dude, for a yeah. friend of mine. Uh, and the dispensary that I always talk about down yeah. here, they had three dispensaries there. As soon as it got legalized, dude, I go down there to get the CBD and it's all shut down, fenced off, red tagged. Why? I don't know. I'm like, what the hell, That's man? See, my embarrassed ass is I'm afraid to even walk in one of those places. Even though it's legal as hell, I wouldn't even know what to do. I see them all the time and I'm like, I want to walk in one so bad. I'm just scared. It's, it's a cool place, dude. It, God, this man. place down here was like in the hood. Right by Norton Air Force Base over there in the hood off 3rd yeah. Street. And it's in this like little residential area. That's where I see all of them. The, all I see is the green cross. And There's like, nothing even it looks like, like that. It's like a fucking house. It looks like a party house. Oh my. And you park and you walk up and there's like an easy up of legit shitty easy up with a security guard sitting there smoking <laughs> cigarettes. And you go up and you're like, hey, dude. And he's like, just need your ID. And he wands you and goes, go in the front door. You go in the front door of a fucking house. Damn. You walk in, it's like a doctor's office with a window. And a chick takes your ID, you fill out a paper, and she goes, okay, they're going to buzz you in. You go in, and <laughs> it's like going in from a shithole to a fucking nightclub. It's that all maroon. Crazy. There's flat screens on the TV. There's all these hot girls in there with lollipops, and they at, at once go, welcome, all in unison. And there's just shit everywhere, dude. It's like a nightclub bumping music. There's soda. There's, dude, it's crazy. Don't you think a place someone could just roll up on them and jack them? No, they're all fucking. They oh, they're, have, it's like a pawn shop. Cameras there. They're all. They're you fucking, could tell that. You could tell that yeah, if you if you came back, but don't try to come yeah, in there. Yeah, you get the vibe like yeah. don't fuck around, dude. You know fuck. what I mean? But yeah, they're shut down. I, I don't know if like it getting legalized screwed up all these dispensaries, but dude, there's a red tag on it and it's all fenced in. There was three houses. Right next door to yeah. each other. So it must have been one small unincorporated area. Damn. And there was three different dispensaries right there. And they're all fucking... Dis- and they're all shut down. How, so the stuff you're telling about, how do you take that? You can vape it. You can. It's a dr- eyedropper under the tongue. There's the all hell? kinds. They have pills. And it's just going to relax you then. They said that that shit is magic, dude. And, and it's, but damn. you don't feel it at all. There's no psychoactiveness at all. So I just wanted to try it for anxiety. Oh yeah. But, uh, yeah, I haven't got around to it. I can't yeah. find a place, dude. I've never been a drinker. Like, when I was, of course, when I was young, high school, you go to a couple parties. Yeah. You know, a couple times. But I've never liked the taste of 
alcohol. Nah, I no, me neither, bro. Just, I, trust me. I go out, I see someone sipping a Corona, and they're sticking that lime it in It looks leather. dope, right? I'm like, damn. Or Tecate, and they put the salt. Yeah. The, I'm like, shit, You like yeah. the presentation. like, give me that shit. And yeah. I taste it, I'm like, ugh. Take it back. Or, or they'll go, ooh, red wine. And I'm expecting, like, boysenberry juice. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Dude. And yeah. it's like, what the? It tastes yeah, like, like piss. This shit fucking tart. I'm like, <laughs> yes, what the fuck? Exactly. I'm like that, dude. There's nothing tasty want, about it. Trust me. Every time someone's drink, I want that life. Yeah. I look at the, I'm that gay one, too. I see a margarita, mall. that's pretty. Yeah, I want it. <laughs> You're like my wife. My yeah. wife, anything with presentation. Yeah, they got sugar on the. Did I'm you like, see the one that went around Facebook last week with the micheladas or something? Oh, and it's like it's like huge. a half of a pineapple dude, with dude. beers turned upside dude. down and, and what's the, shrimp and all kinds what, of shit. What's that one with the celery? Bloody Mary. Yeah, that shit looks so good, <laughs> yes. but it tastes like shit to me. Dude. Exactly, dude. I'm with you 100 percent on oh that one, dude. God, that is dude. funny shit. I'm like, give me the celery. I'll eat that. You got any <laughs> peanut butter put on this bitch? <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, the same uh, dude, dude. Man. I, I like. I'm with you on that, dude. So we just need to find something. We need to be CBD addicts. It doesn't get us high. It yeah. doesn't mess with us. Yeah, yeah. The only way I know it works is you told me it works. Exactly. It's just a. <laughs> I'm like Donnie. I don't think no, it works. Okay, cool. I'm good then. <laughs> Fuck. Here's my hundred dollars. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm trying to find the phone setup real quick. So I finally figured out the fucking phones, dude. Yeah, it's both. It's both. It's both. An anonymous female. Jail worker. So Mike was talking earlier that his first job was working at a jail. He was a corrections officer, and he was telling oh, stories. Lord. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that was funny. Didn't work out too good. <laughs> How long did you work there? Like a week? No, actually a year and a half. Oh, and I made the decision like this shit ain't for me. <laughs> <laughs> he got scared. Yeah. So we were thinking like an attractive girl working in a jail. That's got to be, we were talking about like women have to, we were talking about serial killers earlier and we we're saying like how much it must suck for a woman to have to walk around all the time in like a vulnerable state, like knowing that physically you could be taken over. You know what I mean? Not it's that, like I'm, I'm, I'm in the zoo and I'm the animal. Yeah, exactly. So how That's do, exactly what it's like. So how long does it take to get used to it? You don't. That's how I say, do you ever? Yeah. And no. Do, do they say savage things to you? Um... They don't really say stuff. They'll like make noises and stuff at me, but it's weird. I'll walk by and they're all like staring through the windows. So it's just like, like the outside world. <laughs> yeah. And you can't. You it's can't. exactly the same as the outside world, but they're it's, inmates, so they shouldn't be seeing anything. But, but you can't see their hands, right? When they're looking through the window. Uh, sometimes. Oh my depending god. Depending on where they're at. Um, Is it weird? Yeah, I say stuff back. Oh, do you? Yeah. So, like, what kind of crazy things happen in there? Um, like, to me, or, like, in general? Just in general. Like, what stuff have you seen oh since you've been around? God. Over? The worst thing was poop in somebody's hair for a month. It was so gross. They rubbed their... It looked like... Yeah. They put their own poop in their hair. What? It Why? looked like, um, like caramel corn on his head. <laughs> no, dude, you want, hey, sometimes you want dreads, dude. <laughs> you gotta do what it you gotta do, bro. It was the grossest thing I've ever seen or smelled in my life. And they don't force them to wash it out? Um, the only time we force them is if they get to a state um, where the psychiatrist will force medicate them. Ah, if they man. force medicate them, then we'll go in and, and extract them from the cell. God damn, you have a great phone voice. (laughs) Your phone voice is hot. (laughs) Sorry, JD. Is this a correction (laughs) correction officer? I think I called a porn line. (laughs) 
I know. You don't Gosh, believe it. I need to make money on the side. Yeah, no shit. Dang, what am I doing just sitting here doing nothing? So how many girls? <laughs> I'm already into my credit card number. Like, here, just take it. <laughs> shit. Oh, yeah, send it over. <laughs> I'm already in the negative, but <laughs> just try it. Well, there's anyone in the positive. So have you, have you guys had any serial killers in there? There's a ton of killers in there. How about big names, like famous? Like, not crazy, like, just news people. Um, yeah, I mean, they've had several people over the years. I know a couple of years ago, I didn't work there at the time, but they had uh, Chris Brown was in custody with us. What? Oh, when he beat Rihanna's ass? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I would love to see that guy. Breezy. I love him, him, dude. I hate him. I love Breezy, man. I don't understand how yeah. people could like him. I like him, dude. He dances. And he oh, sings as a voice. Such a cunt, dude! I hate that guy. I like Breezy, man. What? Me and one of me and one of the other female sergeants were walking into a unit, and there's this one dude that is obnoxious, and he totally got us both because he obviously knew we had to walk out. What and you- when we, he walked out, he was like full salute naked. I was like, God damn it! Butt naked. But, oh, yeah. Oh, so he wants you guys to, like, tackle him or apprehend him? Or he no, just wants you to see him? He, was, he just wanted us to see him. God, I bet you there's some yeah. creep. They, the shit that they must, you are in their fantasies, dude, dude for yeah. sure. Because oh, yeah. they don't have contact with yeah. women. And right. I was telling her last time I was talking to her about it, I'm like, if you've been locked up for a long time, like, just think about, like, times you haven't had sex in a while mm-hmm. and just the smell of a woman's perfume. Like, you turn into, like, a fucking chimpanzee. Yeah, I'm going through that right now. <laughs> Move on, please. <laughs> Fuck. They'll come yeah. up to, the, like, the bar door and try to talk to me about anything. They try to, they'll try to keep the conversation going about okay, anything. Okay, that's what we were talking about, too, because Mike said, like, when he, was be, when he became a, a CEO, like, when he was training, there was, like, a fat girl, and he's like, I knew she was going to be the weakest link. And she was, dude. And she got they seduced. just pimped on her, man. <laughs> just pimped. She fell in love. because yeah, they, they don't see any chicks because most of the females don't work the male units because we're so short on females. So do they try to spit so, game? Um, or they're trying to just get into your head? I, I don't know. I think a little bit of both. I, I think they just want to talk to a chick. Like Damn. I'm the only one they'll see, or one of the other you know, supervisors. But so, how many women work there? Is it quite a few? Supervisors? No, just in general. Or, like, what is the um, ratio, guy to girl? God, there's not very many. I think there's more girls at my patrol station than there are at the jail. Damn. Like, is, is this still the correction officer rule? Firm, fair, and consistent. That's what I was taught. Firm, like fair, that? and consistent. I don't like the way you're saying it. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Is she getting you with the voice, bro? Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm really flustered. at a weak point in my life right now. I really didn't need this phone call, Donnie. <laughs> really didn't need it. Oh, yeah. And Eric, Eric's not here tonight. Did you have any message for Eric from the female oh, perspective? fucking Eric. Yeah. No, yeah. No call, no show, Eric. Yeah. No, so Eric. He got a girlfriend. I'm lame now. Whatever. <laughs> you know, actually, I think he's out looking for that dog. <laughs> oh. Oh, Eric. Oh, God damn it. All right, girl. Thank you for the call. Well, I appreciate the call. Yeah. Right. Be thinking about this tell, one all night. Tell your man we said hey. Yeah. Wait, I know he's right here. What's up, dude? What's up, bro? What's up? Don't say hi. He's on. What up? <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. No worries. 
Phone was, calls are awesome, that dude. That was badass, dude. We just started some new shit right now. Yeah, we were just trying out some phone calls, Yeah, dude. call Eric, see where the fuck he's at. <laughs> Let's get to shout-outs. Do you got any shout-outs? Yeah, I got a shout-out to Pamela Longway and Al Longway. They got me a, a new diary, and it's black. She she said I don't have to write in a pink one no more. Oh, so she was embarrassed for you? She was embarrassed for me, dude, pretty much. I went to yeah. work. And they're listeners of the show, and she goes, my wife got you something. I opened it up, and it's this nice black diary. She goes, she didn't want you writing in a pink one anymore. I thought, mm. That's badass, though. It was cool, though, so shout out. Thank you. I appreciate that it. That is cool, man. Yeah. And I told you, my my buddy JD, the the badass. He's like, I write in a diary, He bro. writes in every. He was, like, defending you, like, hey, you know who else does it? Me? I do. Boom. Hey, if anyone <laughs> out there that's writing in diaries, don't be ashamed of that, man. Yeah, Call the show and let them know. Yeah, I want to hear like yeah, how many people write up in there. Maybe we'd like to hear a page out of one of your guys' diaries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please, just get the heat off me. Oh, Mario finally got dethroned this week. Number oh. one, listener of the week, Oh, Brian Finch. Shout out, Brian. Shout out. Raymond Henderson, Big John. What up, man? Big John Stephens, Al Longway, Carlin, Melissa Hay, Jacob Valenzuela, Shad Ash, Erickson Dejas, Jason Lohman, Mr. Miyagi, Jackie. Dylan Nelson. Let's see. Oh, Mario's way down at the bottom. Damn, he what? fell off, dude. Fell off. BDM is down there. Will Evans. Stephen Clements. Big Trenton. Chrissy Ann. Yeah. Hey, let's get a shout out to Eddie in Arizona because we're yeah. going to hear if we don't do that one. Big shout out to Eddie. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Give us a follow, man. Stay up. Stay yeah. in tune with everything that's going on in the show. We got some live shows coming up. At NGC Podcast on Instagram, at NGC Jerry on Instagram, at in or at Eric underscore DIY underscore Welsh, at comedian underscore Mike, at Tattoo Donnie. Uh, who else do we got over there? At Lark underscore Inc. Uh, at GM Mike. At GM Mike. Six eight six eight. Check us out. Check out the video blogs. We got our weekly video blogs up or bi-weekly video blogs yeah, in no, some definitely. cases. <laughs> Get on YouTube and check those Needles, out. Needles, Guns, you know? and Chalk. And we'll be back next week with the team. We appreciate all we, you guys, man. I Thank screwed you. up this week. That's why the guys had to miss. I we, we got miscommunicated on Super Bowl, so Eric and Jerry couldn't make it. Jerry had to work. So we'll and be I, back next week. I have no life, so you know I'm going to be here. <laughs> that's, that, that's the cleanup hitter over there, man. <laughs> all right. We'll be back next week. Peace. Peace. Cause that's where <laughs> music has to start Oh, play me some mountain music Like Grandma and Grandpa used